I'm Nate Florence, and this is the Slab Tour, brought to you by the Barrel Surf Podcast. <laughs> Ads Kennedy, I believe you are rocking a brand new wetsuit, mate. Tell us all about it. Well, winter's coming. Time to get our weddies out here in the southwest. Got the Shark Eyes wetsuit, mate. They have been putting a lot of effort in recently into improving their product, and I've had a few surfs in it, mate. It's fucking unreal. Super warm, smooth as silk, stretchy, easy to get in and out. Shark Eyes Weddies, get behind him. He's an absolute waterman of the highest order. The guy who created it, Shark Eyes Shannon Weddies. Worrell. Fucking sick, mate. Get, get amongst it. One question before we do finish this one. Is this the best wetsuit you've ever owned? Yes, it is. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. It's Kennedy. What beer are you drinking this afternoon, my friend? He's walking over past the Sandman. We're in the shed quarters. He's opened up his outside fridge and he is reaching for some sort of delicious cheeky monkey. What sort of beer has he got in his hands this time? Oh, my God, it's a double IPA. Oh, no, it's not. It's a West Coast IPA. Cheeky Monkey, West Coast IPA. Tell us all about it, Adzi. Mate, West Coast IPA, 6.5%. It's a bloody ripper. It's where it all began for me in the Cheeky Monkey journey and uh, I've been around the sun and uh, I'm back on it. It's beautiful. So crack a Cheeky Monkey beer. What, 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 Tell you what, Adzi, with this wild, wet and woolly winds, windy weather that we've got at the moment, I do enjoy drinking myself a glass of red wine. Do you enjoy a red wine yourself, Ads Kennedy? What a, What do you think, mate? Mate, love the Forrester Estate, Home Block Shiraz 2021. It's Ooh. an absolute ripper. Comes in a black bottle with gold trimmings. Looks fancy, tastes fancy, and... They're sponsoring the Margaret River Pro this year. They're on board, so if you're down there, make sure you get a glass. And uh, they're also inking a little bit of sponsorship with Surfing WA. So looks like they're really getting involved in the surf scene. Get into some Forrester Estate. Hey, yo, troop level up. What's up, Woolly Mama? See all these fly honeys oh, out man. here? It looks like it's going to be wanted in How's your health at the moment, Adzi? I know that I've been jumping in the AG1 program, the Athletic Greens. Have you been uh, on the Athletic Greens? I did, mate. I was ripping into them. Um, Went to Bali for a couple of weeks. Nice. And found it was a good little routine. Wake up, do the Dorney, athletic greens in the Dunny. So the family didn't wake the family up. Not yeah. with Dunny water, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have mattered. Still would have tasted good. Yeah, so that was my little routine. Dorney, athletic greens, paddle out, surf for two and a half, three hours, and then come back and spend the rest of the day with the family. It was a good, good way to start your day. Sick effort, mate. And uh, don't forget to go to athletic greens forward slash barreled. To get your bonuses. Barrel Surf Podcast. 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 Yeehaw! I'll tell you what, we are back in the shed quarters. It's a momentous occasion here, adds Kennedy, <laughs> it's a isn't it? Occasion. Mate, I'll tell you what, we'll intro- introduce our guest shortly, but fucking hell, it's been a big couple of days, hasn't it? Well, the pros in town, mate, and like any good surf fan that we are, when the, when the fucking big show comes to town, everyone gets a bit excited, gets a bit starstruck, and you generally go out fucking three times a week <laughs> when you haven't been out for six months. So. <laughs> three times a week, every single night, mate. <laughs> I've had the family down for the last few days, and we've also had the uh, Ain't That Swell extravaganza last night in Murray River. 
Yes. Seeing you that, why don't you introduce our special guest today, Atzi? Well, yes, my voice is a bit gravelly uh, today because <laughs> Ain't That Swell Live was in Margaret River last night and uh, like the uh, loyal West Aussie surf fans that we are, we went down there and gave it an absolute nudge. Uh, it was a really good night and, uh, mate, yeah, far out. Somehow we managed, I don't know how, <laughs> but we managed to drag none other then the fucking ATS frontman himself, Vaughn rinsed corn deadly. Here he is. Into the shed quarters. Yeah, Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yes, mate. <laughs> kidding me. <laughs> I believe I'm in the shed quarters. This is a fucking such a buzz, man. I'm, you know, like oh, you guys are like part of the OG podcasting thing before COVID when everyone just decided to become a podcaster. You guys were there, man. You're fucking well, grinding it out in the early days when there was no reward there was no one listening you were just still, doing your thing still no reward yeah, and yeah. No, still no one listening as well nah, no, i know no you got a fucking listening. huge yeah. claimed our mums exactly no nah, it's sick man i like you know yeah. i'm a fan of the show i love you guys and t-bone and it's yep. just good to be in the shed quarters it looks nothing like what i thought it looked like I thought yeah. that thought it was a hot huge hydro setup somewhere <laughs> well it's all flat it's all pretty yeah anyway uh mate we are so stoked to have you here Thanks. um you said we're some of the OGs of podcasting, but but we're not. You are the OG of mm. surf podcasting as far as we've concerned and all our listeners know we've sung your praises so many times, mate. You guys Thanks, 100% man. inspired us to uh, to do what we did with a little West Oz flavour because you guys are on the East Coast most of the time. And, yep. Um, you know, we don't quite have as many bells as whistles, bells and whistles as you guys. You put on a pretty big show and, mm. uh, mate, we love it and we're just – Mate, we're so stoked that you're coming in here. It's like a, uh, yeah, it's sort of pretty surreal, really, after all those years of listening to you and we just started up our, we just these average punters in the bush and next minute we've we've got Ain't That Swell in the shed. It's, uh, mate, we're so stoked. Yeah, and man. Right. On a Monday lunchtime hungover, <laughs> if you don't mind. Just, fuck, your voice is gravelly as fuck. <laughs> mate, last <laughs> night at the, Mar at the Margies, man, I think I yelled out, fucking come on, Jacko Baker, about 50 times as mm. loud as I could. So, yeah, I'll blame Jacko. Vaughn Deadly, fucking well done, yeah, mate. mate. Yeah, mate. Good to have yeah. you on, like we said. Tell us a little bit quickly about last night because I know it was one of the first sort of uh, theatre shows that you guys have done. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of a different vibe, but I'll tell you what, yeah. the crew were flaring. Yeah, no, it was, it was really cool, man. Like I, like I was just saying to you guys, uh, our, our only other theatre show was in Tasmania. Uh, it was part of like, uh, I think it was called Aquiva Festiv Festival where, uh, you know, all the Sheepies crew and all the local surf – frothers get together and they have this big festival and we got invited down there to sort of interview a couple of shippies lords and uh, i think maybe dion and a few other crew and it just turned into a full-blown sewage fucking mess <laughs> like the toilets literally exploded and flooded the theater so it wasn't quite as stanky as that last night no, but it was, it was a little bit classy it was pretty sick man like i was yeah. stoked because we had um leandro Dora on who obviously is Jack Robbo's coach now and um fuck it was just so cool to share a bit of his story and sort of who he is mate, what made epic. him and sort of what he brings to Jack uh with the hometown crew and yeah you know I think a lot of people probably learn a lot about Leandro and feel pretty pretty solid but you know Jack's got the right guy in his corner for this world title campaign that he's launching like yeah the fact that he got on stage and started doing capoeira against Smivy in his high vis <laughs> with his hard hat on was just it's fucking all funny. time to me. I was stoked. Uh, you guys are entertainers, man. It's a it's a great 
fucking show Ain't That Swell Live. It's mm. always very entertaining. Cheers, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, mate, all our listeners would, would probably already know that. But uh, yeah. if you ever get a chance, make sure you you get down and check one out in the flesh. It's a pretty fun night. But yeah. you might want to take the day off work like oh, I have. Yeah. The next day. I must admit, I um yeah I actually left pretty early last night, but came back to a bit of a curry night with the family, and we got stuck in some shardies and stuff. So I'm, <laughs> I, I, I was a bit more cultured than you boys in the end, but um, yeah, certainly feeling it today. Yeah, yeah. There's a good point about Leandro. I, I just reckon that seeing that sort of thing live, um, especially if people like Adzi are sort of not anti-Brazilian, but obviously pro oh, the Aussies, it just humanizes. Yeah. Um, those crew and just being able to have a chat yeah, with them. Leandro is a fucking legend. He's I reckon Diego is yeah. too. Mm. Yeah, it's it does. He humanises a man. It's a good, that's a good way to put it. And and like we've been saying earlier, like he, Jack Robbo is our great hope. He's our fucking possible first ever world champ. And, mm. and we're just like some Brazos coaching him. Who the fuck is this guy? So it was most of the crew I spoke to afterwards, everyone said that he was their favourite guest. Even though we all love Jacko Baker and Cal mm. and all that, everyone was, I think was just more interested in – who this guy was and everyone else because they knew everyone else. And, yeah, even though he spoke really broken English, I felt like that was better because he didn't mince his words. Mm. He just was so direct in what he was saying because he didn't have that extensive vocabulary. So yep. it was fucking – it was cool. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like uh, last year, obviously, we had GOAT down yeah, here and that so was sick. just fucking – I don't know. That could go down as one of the greatest <laughs> nights of my yeah, life. I <laughs> think it is. You know, yeah. that giant just goat head goat. that we printed out and <laughs> goat going <laughs> absolutely oh, turn off. Oh, that guy asked a question last night. Yeah, yeah like, I know, the goat wrangler. I, I knew it was him. I was like – I, I, Well, I knew – as a, he, I was, he was talking, I was going, hang on a minute, this is the grommet. <laughs> this is the guy the goat. stole the poster. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, that was sick. But I, because uh, we, we were trying to get Jack on for the for that show. Yeah. And um, then I found out that he wasn't going to get here till the 18th. So obviously that's tomorrow. And then, oh, yeah. you know, he's had the knee injury, so he's pulled out. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, well, the next best thing is probably getting Leandro just because it is such a big part of this story. And it's such a big part that a lot of crew don't really know about. Yeah. And uh, so that was cool. But, uh, you know, it, it was always going to be sort of a different scene. I think the last one was a – it was a Sunday, but it was a full-blown tearing yeah, at a beer a, farm. Yeah, beer farm. And it was this, raging. this one kind of – I don't know. I, I just feel like West Australians are just such fucking earthy, corey people. And to have someone get up and just look them in the eyes and say, man, this is what I'm about. This is who I am. Gets so much respect over here. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I was fully impressed by – you know, the stuff that he said and um, his motivation for helping Jack and, yeah. you know, it was all about being a good person. He was like, fuck, if you're, if you're a good person, I can work with you yeah, and, and yeah, I'll man. bring my best to your, your trajectory. And so oh. that, how good does that make you feel? Like he just you gives me like, tingles. Seriously. So yeah. 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 It's, good. it's amazing. So it yeah. feels like he's, he's just got him primed. I mean, there's the proofs in the pudding because of his results, but what about, the big challenge will be, you know, trestles. If, if yeah. Jack's in that top five, which he probably is pretty much sewn up already, like yeah. that is just – that's the challenge for Leandro. Like how does he get him into a mind space where, you know, Philippe and Idolo and guys who can just take a fluffy, gutless piece of shit wave <laughs> and fucking turn it into tens with theatrics, how does he get Jack into a headspace where he's like – I'll fucking destroy these guys in this surf, you know? Mate, I reckon his headspace is just about there right now. Hopefully his uh, injury doesn't sort of detract from that. Mm. But I reckon get him into the no number one seat and he'll, all he's got to do is beat one person. I reckon his mindset will be right there to do that. That'd be good. I mean, Come you on, know Andrew. my thoughts on the matter. I 
think he can fucking beat anyone at Trestles always. I just I'm obviously incredibly patriotic towards Jack, mm. but I, but actually I, it's, I I believe it. Like I actually, mate, he does the biggest oh. fucking airs. Like totally, I, everyone's like, oh, Talib's going to stitch him up, mate. Even if it's two foot, I still think Jack Robbo can beat him. I just do. Like it's, so it's hope, all set I, up I, pretty nicely. Like he yeah. he's had his bad heat out there. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? He's, yeah. he's experienced that week. He couldn't yeah. have really put together a and he cooked a it, worse heat, even way. though he was still in the run. Like you know, yeah. he got that one good wave in the tail end of that, but yeah. It's just it's set up because Felipe's won now, so that motivation is going to be a little bit, yeah, you know, not quite the same as it was last yep. year. He's already feeling a bit ripped off by how he's been scored and all that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, Jack fucking, it's definitely – it's all set up. The The big challenge I think is actually going to come from like Griffin and Kanoa and guys who grew up there who want it so bad, like in front of their home crowd. You know, just like last year with uh, Jack coming through and just yeah, didn't matter how deep into a corner he got pushed, he just knew he was going to get through. Yeah, this uh, the Margie's comp. Yeah, yep. So like Griff and Kanoa, you can imagine hitting trestles and just going like, "Fucking give me just yeah. a sniff, I'll just yeah." I'll go I especially agree with Griff because Kanoa might not even get there at this yeah, stage. Oh right? yeah, Kanoa's yeah, in strife, but you know, yeah, he might not even make the card. Griff could be the wild yeah, card, wild. the big wild card. Anyway. Enough about Jack Robbo. <laughs> yeah, well. We, we talk about him a lot and we, we obviously love yeah, him. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he's going to miss Margie's, which is going to be a big week down here. But um, He's a big week down here. That's why we're in yeah. here doing a Monday podcast. Nice, Monday podcast. You know? So All the big big guns are in town. Vaughn Blakey. Let's, uh, oh, we got some nice southwest oh, rain here. Missed it. We missed it. You beauty. Uh, we just did a run on the there. sand, man. And let's bloody, let's I'm, wind I'm, this one back just a little bit. Wind it on back. Now, Adzi's got a couple of questions that he likes to ask people when they come in here. Mate, how did you first get into surfing and how, how sort of old were you? Mm, far out, man. Uh, so my old man always surfed. He spent uh, a lot of his childhood, you know, shirking the uh, expectations and responsibilities of his era to go to the beach and, and yep. surf and, you know. Same with my old man. At the same time, you know, disappoint his parents horribly. <laughs> uh, when the Vietnam War kicked in, he went to South Africa and, and went and surfed J-Bay and lived in the dunes and him and his mates actually called, like, christened uh, kitchen windows, that oh, yeah. part of the break. They named that. No way. And uh, he just travelled the world and then he, um, he got done – uh, going, I think they went up to England and then they were going to go back down to Morocco uh, and they bought heaps of acid in, in England and as they were coming through, they were going to go skiing in Switzerland and then as they were coming down through France to go to Morocco, they got done on the border and he, he was 19, he went to jail for a year. Oh, no. He had 3,000 trips sewed into the, the lining of his oh, jeans. 3,000? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, uh, for personal use, um, medicinal yeah. use, of course. <laughs> of course. And um, so he, he kind of like, uh, yeah, got home from that and then he just went completely anti-establishment, lived on a farm and just basically built his entire life around pretty, pretty much just growing weed and going surfing. And, uh legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, one of the the main um, sort of contributors to my interest in surfing was his Surfmate collection. He had a fucking crazy collection, like just right through from sort of the early seventies through to when I started taking an interest in surfing was probably like uh, mid eighties. And so he had like fifteen years of surf mags there, and he lived on a farm. So whenever we were out there, we would just sort of flick through his mags and. That's kind of like where I started to just, to, to, I guess, 
introduced myself to the culture of it. And yeah, he'd always sweet. go to the beach and he'd push us onto waves and stuff like that. And Where was that farm? Sort of uh, out the back of um, Nambucca Heads, sort of like mid-north coast New South Wales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like North really region. good spot. North like, region, yeah. Yeah, Scott's Head, uh, Nambucca Heads, uh, Crescent Head. There's, there's heaps of like just cool little north coast points and they're just the friendliest place to learn how to surf. And yeah, me and my brother got into it just basically from him going – pushing us onto waves in the holidays and stuff. Yeah, nice. Yeah. But so, also those adventures that he went on, you know, they were, you'd hear those stories and they sounded dangerous and exotic and you'd fun. just be like, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah. Let's like, get amongst I don't that. know why, but when you're like 10, a year in jail in France sounds like an adventure, not like <laughs> the most terrifying, <laughs> awful thing that could ever happen there. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. <laughs> and then you go to jail and go, oh, fuck this. <laughs> this is no good at all. No good at all. Obviously, you've got your, your brother, um, Ronnie. Mm. Uh, any other brothers and sisters? Yeah. So i um, got an older sister uh, that we found out about when we were 15. No way. Yeah. Well, Dad just goes, oh, yeah. We, we pulled over to Servo. He's like, hey, um, so you got an older sister. She's from <laughs> South Africa. I was 15 at the time. Really? Yeah. And, and he goes, and uh, yeah, she's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> and... Uh, Funny he must have, for everyone. Yeah, he must have just had a route when he was 19 <laughs> in Jeffreys Bay and didn't tell any of us. And then next thing, uh, yeah, we've, we've got this uh, older sister. So she's a legend. She's moved out here from South Africa with her whole family and they're just the best. And yep. then um, we've got uh, a younger stepbrother, a younger brother and a younger sister as well. So yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a tribe. It's a bit yeah. of a you know modern family mixed bag, but good, yeah. good people. Yeah, yeah sick, mate. Yeah, yeah, but Ronnie and I, uh, we had the same parents, same mum and dad, and we spent our whole lives in each other's pockets and, you know, basically fell in love with surfing at the same time and, and lived parallel lives where, you know, I was probably sort of leading the way for him and, and he wanted to just fucking be part of it and hang out with the gang and all that sort of stuff. So, so he's a couple of years younger? couple of years younger than me, yeah. but uh, yeah, obviously like, I don't know, 25 years older than me and brain space <laughs> and maturity. Yeah. He somehow, he became, uh, he became the older brother at some point. Don't yeah, know right. why, but. Classic. Yeah. Anyone who knows Ronnie, kind of, he's one of those guys that people go to for advice and that's like every, he's Mick Fanning's media manager. So he like, um, you know, obviously has a lot of trust and responsibility and uh, sort of placed in him by Mick and that sort of filters right across surf and a lot of people go to Ronnie for all sorts of advice and that's, uh, you know, a good reflection of just sort of how reliable and what a fucking awesome character and yeah. good bloke he is, you know. Yeah, like must be. Yeah, people, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, like that sort of authority that he carries, that sort of nice, humble, good guy persona that you see on the WSL, that's 100% who he is. But what you don't necessarily get on those broadcasts is how much of a fucking hilarious lunatic he is. <laughs> so funny, mate. Like 10 out of 10 sense of humour. Yeah, You've got right. to get him on here one day. You'll, oh, you'll blow your mind. Yeah. 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 Well, we got a soundbite last year's Margie Pro, didn't we? Yeah, and, we did. Uh, yeah, just queued up. You didn't hear it, but it came through then. And um, I think we had a, had a real quick chat to him in the car park. Mm. But yeah, he's like bloody legend, giving us a time of day, even though he was, you know, having a talk. Nine hours a day on the commentary team. Yeah. He still God, you get sick of it, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'm just about sick of talking now. I only yeah. don't for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that could be me, mate. Uh, probably heard my voice so many times. Like, what am I actually doing here? Yeah. Zone off into the... So Ronnie's, Ronnie's commentator in comp, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he got, actually gets here today, so... We've got Binzi on the beach commentary. We've got Ronnie in the booth. Yep. So plenty of people to talk to, obviously. Can I share my Binzi story with you? Sure. Fucking go, mate. Stinging. Let's hear it. So... 
So if you don't know Chris Spins, Chris Spins is another fucking legend. Yeah, he's been on the show before and um been in surf media his most of his life. Well, we were editing mags at the same time. I think I was at Waves when he was at Surf and Life. Or maybe yeah, definitely, actually. That's oh no, maybe I was even at Surfing World by the time he was at Surfing Life. Anyway, we we were really friendly. Like we kind of like broke down the the surfing life, surfing world tracks and we we started to sort of fizzle all that competitiveness. But you know, he was still the figurehead of that that thing, and um, we went down to Bell's one time, and Rip Curl would chuck on these massive media nights, and they would they would spend a shit ton of money putting on these fucking massive parties. And uh, Binzi and I were mates already by then. He was at this party, and he was on the most outrageous tear. <laughs> he'd had a few beers, and like he'd, I know he's not drinking anymore, but he was uh, well and truly lit up, and he was just menacing out man like he was running up the people and just slapping them in the face and <laughs> ripping their shirts and he was just i was just watching him running around the party doing it to everyone and i just went this motherfucker better not come near me and slap me <laughs> so i was just watching out of the corner of my eye i was chatting to someone and i just see him moving over out of my periphery and i just turned around and just fucking went whack and just slapped <laughs> him in the face as hard as i could like really fully like my hand was throbbing <laughs> and he like looked at me and went oh my god he like, i'd sobered him up like, yeah, that's right. how hard it was wow and he was like that hurt so much <laughs> and i went i told you don't come near me man anyway later i'm with this party the music was so loud and i'm talking to this girl and she was really short and i'm really tall so i was yeah. leaning right over to talking to her like trying to hear what she was saying and I didn't see him this time and he just came up behind me and just whacked me in the back of the head and I just oh. headbutted this poor girl <laughs> oh, no. right in the nose. Oh, and she was hectic. just going, ah! and I turned around and he's just running off laughing and I was like, oh. damn it, you got me. Monster. Oh, I was fucking hectic. Nice work, Binzy. Yeah. Get on you, He Binzy. got me back. He, he, yeah. But I, mate, that, that slap, it was strangely satisfying. Love you, Binz. <laughs> Love you, mate. Sorry, brother. Classic. Mate, um, back to the early days, first tube. Can you remember your first vis? First rinsing of the corn? Yeah, oh, I reckon. Rinsing of the corn's backhand. Surely your first tube was forehand. Yeah, no, it was forehand. I was um, rinsing the corned beef, as uh, <laughs> they say now. But, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was just a, a little one at the pass. I just was surfing spectators one day and uh, just came straight in past that, you know, where the locals only are sprayed on the rock it right. used to be. And, um, yeah, just one double up and – didn't Got work. That's the one, did it? Nah, nah, it didn't work <laughs> at all. But uh, it was, it was, uh, you know, freckle. It was a real good feeling, man. Just yeah, like I think by then I was already well and truly hooked. You know, like just so pumped on it, just the feeling of it, and yeah, I was, I was so, so in love with it all. Adzi is just. And yeah, did good you feeling. get your first barrel before Ronnie? Yeah, for sure. Did he see your first barrel? No, and even if he did, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> uh, me and Ronnie had this classic thing where, like, you know, we'd always try and spray each other in the face and all that. But he would, if I was out the back and he did a snap, like I could see his head staring at me after the spray had gone down, <laughs> just making sure I was watching. Yeah, and then you, then you're like quickly turn away, <laughs> yeah, trying pretty, to pretend you didn't. See oh it. yeah, exactly. Just like nah, didn't see it. Yeah, uh, but no, nah, he's a, he's a, such a good surfer, Ronnie. He's fucking unbelievable like he's just got that real deep power game and yeah loves the tube imagine he'd be stylish he got a fucking mad one out rabbits a, a few, oh yeah like a a big one there's a sequence of it not quite sure who shot it but uh i should send it through to you for the yeah, socials cool. it's a legit yeah rabbits right. cave like Sick. a big deep whitewashy one 
How, how's his leg going these days? Yeah, he well, broke uh, it pretty badly, didn't he, yep. at Kira? He snapped his leg at Kira and, oh, mate, he says he's still not still not right mentally. Like the, the, yep. the pin has so many screws in it. It's got like six or eight screws, maybe nine even. And uh, you look at the x-ray and they're big screws, you know. Yeah, they're, yeah. They, yeah, the, I think the top of his femur snapped the uh, sort of the top of the dog bone off the – yeah, whatever the other one underneath called. And it's just yeah. a horrible injury. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think he pulls in with a lot of um, trepidation. A lot of anxious. Yeah. yeah, a lot of anxiety. It's uh, heavy. Yeah, yeah no mate, I've had bad knee injuries and there's definitely mental scarring that's attached with it that mm. you, you're scared and you you do things that you wouldn't have done before because you oh, it's in the back of your mind, like protect, protect, you know. Yeah. So I could imagine, yeah, something like that would be pretty gnarly. Oh, but, mate, um, that's my whole surfing philosophy. Protect, protect. <laughs> Nothing a, over two foot. <laughs> Don't paddle out. Don't paddle out. <laughs> Not a bad way to be. Eh? <laughs> Preservation over <laughs> the ripping. Any uh, two foot Hawaiian, bro. Yeah, mate. Um, so Ronnie didn't see your first one. Did you see his first one? It's been the older brother. Nah, I didn't. I've never seen anything Ronnie's done, mate. Just, <laughs> like you said, I just turned the other way. I'm not, not even, not even that props. sequence at Rap. Like, nah, yeah, yeah. he's not looking me photos. at photos. I'm just on my own phone looking at my own personal <laughs> files. No, thanks, mate. Nah, I, I didn't see Ronnie's, but um, yeah, we had a we had a good time growing up. But when I was like, uh, when I was 15, I moved down to my dad's farm for a year. That's when I did work experience at track. So that kind of changed the course of my life, really, because I was not really sure what I wanted to do, and then um. So I, I went down there, did work experience. I did work experience for tr- at tracks for two years and that that solidified that I was going to work on surf mags like nothing was going to stop me. Yeah. Like how, was, how did that come about to work at tracks? On I just met the editor one day. I, I yeah. Was, yeah, I was going up home for um, the holidays. And and so where was your went up home, to, sorry? Uh, up to New Brighton, which is just north of north of uh, Byron by about 20 minutes. Okay. And um, yeah, like our hometown hero is Jeremy Biles who – you know, I was really close with a lot of the mad dog from over this this coast. Yeah, right. And uh, so he was our kind of local pro and the biggest hero in town. And you know, he's got fucking some of the best stories you'll ever hear from the tour. You know, he Sick. beat Curran twice the year that Curran surfed through the trials. Oh, really? To he was the only surfer who beat him twice once at backdoor, and oh. that was the night after he'd fallen backwards off a balcony <laughs> and landed on his head and. Fucking woke up in a pool of blood and paddled oh, out and beat Curran. No back way. Like, fucking oh, shit. That's a mental Crazy, story. man. Crazy, Has he come man. on and told that one on ATS? Mate, uh, it, yeah, look, I've, I don't know how Biles he's going at the moment. I think he's um, he's definitely living in the area. You see him yeah. around. He surfs his brains out, but I, I know he's had a couple of bad injuries, so I don't yeah, know yeah. how he's going. But yeah, yeah, he was a full, you know, tear away in his time on tour. But he did some pretty amazing shit. One Mundaka twice. Uh, when it was just absolutely cooking and yeah, he was a big time hero for us. Yeah. So typical Aussie eighties call fucking larrikin, full blown maniac. Like he would come over to our place and you know, he'd do odd jobs to raise money to go on tour and he would like mow our lawn <laughs> for fucking six hours. And we had a tiny lawn and we'd, be, <laughs> we'd go out and he'd be like, have this hose in mum's petrol tank siphoning fuel out of it to put in the mower. No like, dude, <laughs> and he's his fucking tour. lawn is like six by six metres. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and he had like, as he was wheeling the mower down, he'd started it and wheeled it down this rocky footpath and cut like all the blades had flown off God, while he was doing fuck. it. And so he was just out in the back stomping the grass down so that 
it looked like it was made. <laughs> no way, because he wanted to get paid. Oh, uh, yeah. He right. was just. Yeah, that's epic. Mate, so funny. Got to get on tour. Yeah, pro, yeah, I'm a pro surfer. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm doing. And then he, uh, he came over one time because he was like, oh, I'm having a fundraising party at my place. Can I borrow some of your outdoor furniture to my mum? She was like, yeah, just make sure you bring it back. Next thing, there's a bonfire over at his place oh, and all no. the chairs have been thrown on it. Fuck, <laughs> he was just such a maniac. Bowser, oh, a legend. But, yeah, so, like, you know, that's the era that I grew up in and ripping in and, and having a good time. And Tracks Mag at that time was just such a cultural fucking monster, man. Like, oh, yeah. didn't matter where you came from in Australia, that was your Bible Oh, for that sure. was my Bible, man. I yeah. fucking loved it. I was in the era of the big book still. It spoke our language, man. Yeah. It was a newspaper. Yeah, newspaper. And yeah. it was guys like that that like because I'm yeah. 78 vintage. I think you guys got a couple of years on me. Yeah. But we're still the culture at the time. That's what I was looking at going, fuck yeah. And, and Aussie, Larrick and Truly reflective surfer. of what the culture was. It yeah. wasn't like telling us what it should be. Yeah. It was actually fully what was going down. And I love that, you know, you could have like a, fuck man, you could have like, Pots on the cover one month, and then you could have fucking um, Rob Kelly or fucking, you know, uh, just fucking any call or charge it could be on the cover of that mag. And um, the language of it was pure car park. And, uh, and, and yeah, and you go to the back, you know, like, what, what do you call it? State of the art or whatever. And you'd have the club comp results. And so yeah. your name was there with all the other names. And 100%. Just the sickest thing. It was like the internet before the internet purely just 100% unfiltered surf culture and, you know, long long bow, but that's what it feels like all of us in this podcast realm are doing now, speaking that language yeah, and not trying to tell other people what surfing should be. Mate, that is 100% what I think the way – that's why and that's why I first sort of resonated with everyone because you guys were just going back to that whole tracks mentality of telling yeah. you like it is, mm. a bit of counterculture sort of thing, so – Mate, that, that yeah. was just everything to Absolutely me. Absolutely agree. Like it's where I got all my yeah. information, but it was a little bit because we we're on the West, we didn't obviously get as much action. So it was all like, oh man, all this, like talking about all these points and reading all these stories. And mate, we, it was just, you know, there wasn't the internet and all that. So that yeah. was just all our info and fuck, I, I just loved it, mate. Yeah, I, mate. I, and that, yeah. you know, for an East Coast based mag, it got worse and worse as, as time went by. But I feel like in that time where we were all, fully you know at peak surf froth and we were tapping into it it was pretty national like yeah you could get at least some sort of west oz news in the back of it every yeah, single yeah. month didn't yeah. matter like how small it was or whatever you know there'd be a little photo of yeah, someone like ripping of art or whatever it was exactly like, yeah. yeah so it, it really reached everyone and it spoke to everyone and yeah it was cool so when i got the um work experience there like and i, I got to sort of see how it worked man i mean it was like it was like going to the the chocolate factory, eh? Like, <laughs> and yeah, it was. It, you you were in there just going, "This is unbelievable." I can't believe people get paid to look at surf photos, to write about surfing, to do this and that. And after that work experience, I just went, "That's it. That's the, I don't know how." I'd ring them like every week, like ring the office and just go, "What are you guys doing?" Like, yeah, it's me. Like, fuck, surf pumping. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> like just frothing. And they eventually they created a junior position there, and I got the job. And that that's the start of my whole like life in that media industry. That was it. Yeah, cool. Who was the editor at the time? Gary Dunn. Yeah, Choco, okay. who yeah. Uh, went on to become the uh, team manager at Rip Curl for years, and uh, just the sweetest dude. Such a nice guy. He was a real newspaper man. Yeah. So he. 
he just tried to drill me so hard on deadlines and grammar and fucking, you know, real, real sort of the craft of actual print media. Yeah. Shit, I just completely ignored because I didn't fuck about it. I was just like, mate, just just show me a photo of fucking Shane Dorian or Margot or someone and keep the grammar. And, uh, yeah, he was a legend though. He was a really good dude. But Neil Ridgway took over tracks um, not long after I started. He, he was the deputy and then he became the editor and he is just one of the best blokes ever. Like such a good dude, such a great mentor and uh, – cared deeply about every aspect of surfing, every little corner of it, and um, was a real, you know, that perfect kind of um, patriotism where it's not blind. It's like it's like appreciating where you sit and why it's important and you, you have to be able to appreciate all other forms and other countries and their version of the surf story to know just how good you've got it as well. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was the greatest man. And it's no surprise to me that he went to Rip Curl and, you know, was responsible for getting Fanning on. And what, what's he up to nowadays? He's not with Rip Curl anymore, is he? Yeah, no, he's oh, not he with Rip Curl. He okay. just, um, yeah, I think he stepped away from his role as the international marketing manager. And he's just sort of like, I don't know exactly what his job title is, but he's, he's just, you know, he is a huge part of the culture of that company. And I think that, uh, yeah, he's just, you know, as you do, as you get older, you just find new roles and ways to keep yourselves keep yourself engaged and that's what he's up to. He's got grandkids and stuff, so. Has he? Yeah. An old man. He just seems to be one of those guys that I've I've never met him. I don't know if you have, Adzi, but he's just a surf industry figure that you know. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just always sort of been been on the um been around. Yeah. It's, you know, as Rip Curl and also obviously it's a track set editor and that sort of thing. There's certain yeah. people in the industry a bit like that. I think there's just guys out there who people like go to to sort of figure shit out. And just like I said about Ronnie, Ridgeway yeah. is one of those guys. Ever since he was 25 when I first met him and, you know, crew would come from all areas of the building just to talk to him about their their lives and what was going on. Like it wasn't even to do with surfing a lot of the time. So some yep. people just have that natural leadership and he's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. sick. Mate, what was the best story that you were ever involved with in your time at Tracks, Mag? Like the the best story like reported or, on yeah, or the best or, story? Yeah, either, uh, either or trip, whatever. Oh, man, oh, man, far out. That's a tricky one. Um, I'll tell you what, the, the best story that – kind of happened uh when i was at tracks was that i'd actually left and ronnie had started working there oh yeah and i was uh running waves for a few years and i was up to my last ever mag so i was i was gonna leave and go and find myself <laughs> and uh i was doing my last ever mag and i was waiting on this jack johnson story to come in and um i was just like fuck where is this jack johnson story it's the last thing i had to do before i like hung up my boots and went down the pub and celebrated my sort of time in that whole building. Yep. And uh, tracks and waves were in the same office but down the hall from each other. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, in those days, you'd put the whole mag, like on, you'd print it all out and have it on your wall so you could kind of see where you were at. And I went down to the tracks office and, and there's the Jack Johnson story on in their, <laughs> their layouts and I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? I said, hey, Sean, give us that. Uh, Sean Doherty was editing. Yeah. I said, give us that story back. That's mine. Like I, I teed it up. And, you know, it got sent to me. So everything was in the post in those days. Yeah. And he goes, nah, man, it was addressed to, it was addressed to track, so we've run, we're running. I said, oh. yeah, but I teed it up. So <laughs> it's rough. give it back. 
You know, yeah. like I've got a mag to finish. I'm just about this. Literally Friday Arvo, my last ever day at work. Wow. And he goes, nah. And I just went. <laughs> I lost it. I was going, you motherfuckers. You think you're so much better than Waves. Like you always treat us like little brother. <laughs> Fuck you guys. And like had this big Barney. And Ronnie was the uh, online editor for Tracks by that stage. So I went back to the office you know, having a big old fucking tantrum. And I'm sitting there and Ronnie comes into my office and he goes, so you've never stolen a story from Tracks. You've never taken a photo out of our files. And I was like, get the fuck out of my face, dude. <laughs> like, just stay away from me. And he goes, just just tell me that you've never done it. Just tell me. And I was going, hmm. Anyway, finally, he's just chirping, chirping, chirping. And I just grabbed his neck and I just ran him out of the office and just put his head straight through the jip rock in the hallway. <laughs> oh, no his head was like, it's like fucking like a scene out of a movie where his body's sticking out of the wall, his head, you couldn't see him. And he just pulled it out of the wall, covered in all this fucking <laughs> jip rock dandruff. And he just started throwing punches at me. And I was oh, like, really? oh, fuck. We were just oh, on, just heavy. fucking having this huge stink in the wow. tracks and waves office. And the uh, art director. Yeah, last day. And then the art director comes in the middle and he's separated, but he was like pissing himself laughing, going, this is the greatest (laughs) thing ever. And, uh, yeah, that was like, uh, like that kind of shit actually happened a lot. It was really weird, crazy stuff that would often go down the offices. But that was my favourite memory just because of and did you get the story Ronnie's hair Ronnie's hair with the, the dandruff. No, <laughs> yeah. fucking they didn't give it back. No, they didn't <laughs> after all that. Didn't uh, give it back. So I yeah. teach Ronnie for having such thick, illustrious hair. I know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jip rock Jip Rock dandruff is is my Maybe it's fertilizer. Slight revenge, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty funny. But there was lots of, uh, you know, the, the culture of those um, magazines when they were at full power was pretty awesome. Oh, like it they was, yeah. They were really good and um yeah, that, that was just magic times. Like that was uh, when I was running waves was around the time the Quickie Air Show started and that was like when I first started coming west. I'd never really been over this way. So yep. I got to sort of um, be on the beach and calling Rye Craig's victory up at Cottesloe. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I'd come down here and sort of hang out and do little trips off the back of those air shows. And yep. Fuck, yep. they were cool, man. That was my introduction to everything over here and it was just sick. It was really, really cool. Yeah, You can't cool. imagine a convict Cottesloe, can you? I know they had them. Yeah. Mate, it was, it was ankle high. It was so <laughs> fucking tiny and it was so – but Craigie won. I think he was like 15. Yeah, right. It was right there. Yeah, they couldn't even uh, – like they were showering him, him in EB, you know, on the victory days and he wasn't allowed to even have one. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. No way. His first drink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did he print that poster of right Craigie? That there, looks like one of Ronnie's mags actually. Does it? Yeah, I reckon that's a Ronnie it's pretty, Craigie pretty poster. Pretty long time ago, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Craigie, uh, he, he was just a tiny little incy wincy whippet. Fuck, he was just throwing tail even all the way back. Such then. an incredible bottom turn on him that just set up everything. Yeah, didn't man. It? it was so crazy. I remember such a great surfer filming him, and it was just like something about his bottom turn. I know what mm. it was, but as soon as he did it, you were just like, "Whoa, that looked yeah like next level." I don't, and it just set up everything else. It's so strange that like you know, kids who are fifteen who have that sort of bottom turn going like, on yeah. a on a. On a half foot wave, you can already tell they're going to have a, a long career. Yeah. Or at least be really good surfers for their whole lives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could tell from that one event that Craigie was just an instant superstar, eh? Like he was like on another planet. It's just that speed generation, isn't it? With the bottom turn, you go, boom, there it is. Mm. I know when I take off, I just generally, <laughs> you know, three or four minutes bottom turning and then eventually by the time we get up it's the the rail mid face bottom so, turn yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's all just purely direct Taj influence because um you know coming off the bottom 
and then hitting that lip and just it fully letting that tail go. That's just all TB. I yeah. don't think anyone was doing it before TB. I can't think of anyone in that momentum generation or anything who was yeah getting their foot that far up the nose and letting the tail really fucking hang out. He was just flicking them left, oh, right and centre, wasn't he? Such a good And he wasn't getting man. scored for him either. Fucking yeah, robbed. Also, mate, fucking like, robbed. Fuck. You just, TB just recently got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. no song or dance about it. Like, this guy needs to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, that accolade is actually massive. You know, like, the crew who are in that Hall of Fame is Midget Farrelly, Nat Young, fucking Gail Cooper, Albie Fowles on... Terry Fitzgerald, Simon Anderson, and TV yeah. just this year got inducted. Yeah, like, right. it's a big, big deal. It was about yeah. six weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very low key. You're so right. Low key, We've certainly talked about it on this podcast, but um, yeah. yeah, the mainstream media didn't seem to jump onto it like they perhaps they could have done. Well, I don't know whose fault that is, but uh, I'm gonna fully ring that bell a little louder. I think in yeah, the next month, for ring sure. the TB bell because he's he's got to be one of the most important surfers who ever who has ever lived oh, in man. my view. So many of the current crop of surfers were, would put him as when they were kids. Yep. Who were they watching? Who do they want to surf like? They want to surf like Taj. His cultural influence is global to the fucking max. Yeah. Like, yeah, I reckon only Slater and a handful of others could ha- say they've influenced as many surfers as TB. Mate, like those profile movies that he made whilst on tour, which no one's doing. Like mm. they were just huge, weren't they? Like that to, to pull that off such a – High caliber, long form yeah. video whilst competing for a title. Like, yeah, and you know. it's just pure froth, man. Like, yeah, that's pure he froth. Just, yeah. He is just one of those guys who can look at <clears throat> half an inch onshore dribble and just be the most stoked man alive. Yeah, yeah. Snake Lips is kind of similar. He's got the same sort of froth, and then uh, yeah, there's daylight between those two and almost anyone else. I reckon yeah. they're the frothiest people <laughs> yeah. alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but the problem is, well, not the problem, but the difference is, is Taj looks at that one footer and he actually gets a good ride. Yeah. And the reason we don't froth yeah, is we go out there sink. and this fucking sink. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, just yeah. take your, your seven, seven, three mid length. You'll be fine, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talked about surfing mags and stuff a bit. How, how, where did your connection with Smitty sort of start? Yeah. Uh, I was working at Surfing World and uh, Stab had obviously well and truly formed and was sort of chugging along by then. And they were like, they were really going hard at digital. Like they, they were print for a long time and then someone over there just went, hey, like let's let's ramp up this website. And just for the record, we're talking about Jed Smith, uh, Jed who's Smith. your partner in Ain't That Swell. That's right. Yeah. I mean, most of our listeners would know that surely, I mean, when you said Smivy. No, thanks for the referencing. Yeah. Yeah, that's just good, in mate. case. And that's always good to uh, we'll file dot it. your eyes and cross yeah, your T's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate right. that. That's, that's, a, that's a good journalism. Good journalism. Namu's journalism. perplexed going, fuck, what, who is this guy over here? Well, that's T-Bone's role usually, isn't it? I'm trying to fill in for T-Bone. He's not around. Yeah, I miss T-Bone. I wish he was here. G'day, mate. Yeah, T-Bone. But yeah, so I just, uh, you know, you keep an eye on, it's weird. Like I, I never really felt overly competitive with any other media, media organization, which is sort of why podcasting suits my style of media more than anything. Cause it's a really supportive community. It's not really competitive, which I love. I, I really like the fact that you, um, you know, you can, if you hear something on a potty, you just go, fuck, go and listen to this. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I like about that. But when I was, uh, at Surfing World, yeah, Stab started doing sort of um, the daily news stories and Smivy was hired to, to basically be that journo and he was a young writer and I thought he was really good. I just knew that he was a clever guy, pretty driven. But then 
the big sort of moment where Smivy sort of burst onto the scene was he uh, had a, a, a run in with Tim Baker. Um, did a Tim Baker, you know, he's a fucking absolute legend in Australian surf media. Uh, tracks editor, surfing life editor, deep editor, like yeah, like big, everything. Big, surfing no, world, big no. wrote some good books as Amazing well. Amazing books, he? and um, yeah, he was doing like a, a writer's. I think there was a, a writer's festival on in Sydney, and Smithy wrote this sort of story going, Oh, he's only sold three tickets. So it was just like fucking such a nonsense dig, but that's kind of where Stabs, yeah, that's yeah. where they're. Their thing was at the time. They were yeah. sort of just it's like beach poking yeah, constantly. That, like they yeah, yeah, just well, like yeah, putting these sensationalist headlines just to get a reaction. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, in South Africa, they ended up having this kind of run in, and they're right. both they're both not scared to sort of Have put them up. And um, so that sort of leaked out, and everyone was like, "Whoa, who's this grommet fucking taking Baker on? This is heavy." And since then, did you know, actually have a, did they actually out, have a fight? No, but it got to it got to pretty close, you know. Yeah. A Binzy slap, perhaps? <laughs> Possibly. No, nah, I don't think so. But, you know, Smithy, that's when I kind of really went, whoa, this guy's pretty legit, man. Like, he's not scared to fucking just, you know, he's, he's not there for any other reason than do his job. Like, yep. the whole scene and all that stuff clearly didn't really fucking interest him. From then, I just uh, kept an eye on him and uh, just sort of, like, wanted to – see where he went with stuff and and when i was editing surfing world i just once he sort of drifted out of the stab world or we just started getting him doing a few stories and i just really thought he was fucking razor sharp and had a good take on everything and yeah the industry by that stage was getting pretty fucking cynical you know like or people's attitudes towards the industry i should say were getting cynical and yeah he he was just real talking truth teller truth telling and he started the podcast yeah, it was going for about a year before I joined. It was it. Yeah, was I, was just right? a, I was just a guest on it, and he went, "Oh man, that was sick. Do you want to just keep doing it?" And I, went, yeah, sure. So was we he were just, just doing it by himself, or just having a guest? He had a, a, he had a main dude time. called Rye Man who he did it with. Who was Ryman. a fucking absolute legend. He's the guy who did the the swelling intro. He was a sound. Oh, was like, he? Musician, oh, the and iconic swelling intro. Yeah, sound engineer, and he did that iconic intro. Pulled all those things together, and he was great. But he just didn't have the the sort of same surf. Froth and knowledge that yeah. me and Smithy <clears> had, You guys so. have got such a depth of knowledge from all those years of working in media and being mm. friends with pros and all that stuff. But what you do <clears throat> also have, sorry, sorry, my voice is shot from that many medicinal vapes last night at ATS. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really sore back last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just mate. had to hit the yeah. medicinal. But, um, mate, uh, what you guys do have is you got that Roy and HG fucking mm. chemistry where you're just. You're always just feeding and whatever one guy says, you're just straight away like um, exaggerating and running with whatever that point is and it just yeah. happens really quick and naturally and that's well, that's man, what makes it. It's so funny because I was saying that um, we were talking about this in the car and in the sand. Fucking what a car too, mate. Yeah, had a little run in the sand. <laughs> we, we've had a seat when you put the foot big, to the floor. Holy shit. I'll, get a, little, I'll get a little Sandman vish for you guys. It's been a big Monday. I, I wish all my Mondays were like this. Oh, Hungover, driving out of Margie's in the Sandman, bloody picking up Vaughn from Ain't That Swell, lunchtime beers. <laughs> I mean, There's it doesn't get much better flat. for a Monday, I tell you. And yeah. the surf's pumping tomorrow. Fucking bring it on. Happy days yeah, in the boys. shed quarters. Yeah, boys. It's weird, like working on surf mags at the time when you're in it, you don't necessarily see the machinations of like how they work, but 
once you have some time away from it, you kind of understand that, yeah, you, you, you're beholden to certain things. You're like, you've got publishers who are trying to tell you what to do. You've got advertising managers who are worried about their relationships. You've got all these things that kind of influence the choices that you make. By the time Ain't That Swell started sort of getting good numbers and we had a, an audience, Smithy and I were just like fully done with being told how or how surfing should be portrayed or you know why these uh, outside influences had any sway whatsoever and we got to just fucking fully cut loose man and it's weird because like even weird strange things kind of affect the way that you make these mags like when i was editing surfing world i knew that midget farrelly still read that mag like i knew it and i was like i can't just fucking cut loose like i want to make a mag that midget still feels like he's a part of because he surfs you know yeah gotcha so there was this real sort of um responsibility on my part to try and look after everyone but ain't that swell was the complete opposite it was just like getting in with smithy and going all right let's just fucking rip the lid off and just <laughs> completely ourselves and the one thing that we do is just kind of like you guys like i reckon is just we celebrate the characters and the the ridiculous good fortune that we all have to be able to surf and yeah, if you if you approach it with that, you, you'll never really take it too seriously. You can celebrate the good shit. You can kind of piss take the the stuff that is t- taken too seriously, or the earnestness that a lot of people have around it. Yeah, and you can kind of just fucking I don't know, just purely honest about the way that you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing, but it took twenty five years of making surf mags to get to that point. Sick. It's weird. It's yeah. so true. I mean, last night was. And for me, it was another sort of celebration of how fucking lucky we, we are to be surfers and the life that yeah, we've man. had because of it. Mm, like how many you know. people in the world are just scratching for dinners and, you know, and then and then we're all like jumping up and down. Oh, he fucking got ripped off on that 6.5. Yeah. Fuck yeah. This, this fucking yeah. broadcast that's for free is fucking, they should have fucking, and it's like, mate, at the end of the day, we all know that if you're surfing, mm. you're in the top 0.5% of happiest cunts in the yeah. world, you know, like, and your life is probably pretty good quality. So yeah, why not, why not celebrate it, man? Celebrate exactly. it. And celebrate exactly. it in a truly Aussie larrikin way that yeah. is that is the culture that we grew up in. And that's why it's, you know. All the Brazilians, when they're together, they're having a fucking fat time, yeah, mate. Yeah, they are, but it's just. The after you know, event all the celebrations. And the and crazy all that stuff, thing is, that's like, and this is, this is the, the lesson to be learned from just, you know, I guess having a preconceived idea in your head about what you're looking at and yeah. sort of the way that you, you're given information. But uh, the thing with all of those guys is if you're just in their space and you get to know them, yeah. Fuck, it's impossible not to be caught up in their energy and the fucking way that they approach stuff. Like, oh, they're for sure. such goddamn yeah. legends who love surfing. Medina has to be the most under misunderstood surfer really? on earth. Yeah. He's the best guy. You don't have Andy King in your corner if you're not a fucking yeah yeah ten out of ten human. You yeah, just right. don't. That guy has not. A he's f- Aussie through and through, and he's just hardcore. Fucking, he's only got time for you if you're a champ. Just like the Andre was saying about Jack. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's, yeah. It's I not, think it's not I think, the money for Andy King, is it? No, nah. so, there's more to it than that. And, and the other thing to remember about the Brazilian Storm, mate, is like they're only just right now starting to see the benefits of the surfing success that they've had. Yeah, all the crew who have forged that success have come from nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, like they're surfing. That's why they're so hungry. They're surfing literally to change lives at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. So it's so hard to take all that into consideration and just be 
fuck, I just don't agree with that or I don't like that. Yeah. Once you know all that and you get in a room with them, you, you just uh, change I mean, your mind instantly. It's all in jest and it's all on paper from a distance. For like sure. it's just patriot. Sure. I mean, I'm sure if I sat down with any one of them and had a meal and a glass of red, we'd be like, oh, that guy's a good dude. But it's just so different to what we grew up idolising. And, mate, we all know that mm. that lifestyle that we grew up idolising can no longer win you a world title. Like we all know, like the level of nah, well, professionalism and skill, like you just, you can't. And that's why Jack It can't actually even fucking lead to a good life. Like you, yeah. you have to live in, with, with some duty of care to your mind and your body yeah. and your fucking just, you know, general sense of happiness. You can't just rip, 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 rip in. all the time, yeah. It's, because, yeah. I mean, that's just a t – like we all have mates and have all seen those yeah. fucking horror stories. Oh, 100%. Just play out of yeah. people who we grew up idolising who are just miserable. Shattered, mate. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, got to be so, a balance, doesn't it? Yeah. So just remember that. Mm. But it's still – yeah, I'm still going to keep ripping on the Brazos. What do you do? It, uh, it's, otherwise it – Mate, I said it to it, those it, guys last night, you know. I said at, at the end of the party, I was like, I said to Leonardo and Yago, I said, mate, thanks. Leandro. Leandro, I said that live too, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> mate, can't believe you got me up there last night. I was not ready for that. that. Was it was pretty so sideways. Good. I can't even remember what I said. No, um, what about the girl who kept calling um, Yago Yoga? Yoda. Yoga. Yoga. I thought she called him Yoda right after I'd asked Leandro, fuck, I can't even say it. Leandro. Whether, Leandro, whether he was a Jedi Knight. Right, right. And then she's like calling him Yoda. I'm like, well, <laughs> obviously it's fucking, this is where the, where it's going. Star Wars They're using the force. Probably because maybe he was smoking bongs through that stormtrooper yeah. mask. <laughs> and, mate, On let's stars. be honest. Jack Robbo is fucking blatantly Luke Skywalker. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and, uh, the force yeah. runs deeply through him. There's no he doubt does. about that. Yeah. Yeah, not about that. Oh, just while we're on um, the Brazilian Storm, check out a podcast that we did with Fabio Guevara oh, a little while mental. back with uh, T Bone. So T Bone got Fabio on Zoom and had a chat with him. So if you want to hear a bit about the uh, early days of the Brazilian professional scene, yeah, he was the calm before the storm. Jump on board, yeah, yeah, mate. Smooth, silky style, smooth, Fabio Guevara, wide-legged, yeah. silky smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Love Fabio. Uh, Adzi won't stop. No, don't, <laughs> don't, don't stop what's once. The point? Won't like, stop. Can't stop. I mean, what, it's fun, know. mate. Yeah, it's fun. That's right. Like, what's it's the point? Like, in it's like, it doesn't matter how many good blokes are playing yeah. for the fucking yeah, like, the, like, okay. West Coast Eagles or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you go no for the one, other team. You're yeah. gonna hate them no yeah, matter what. Otherwise, it's no fucking fun. You don't want to be friends with them. No, I get that. That's fun. it's just yeah. It's like. It's just funny because, like, you know, like like we were talking about last night afterwards, I was just going, you get Yago and Leandro in a room and all of a sudden everyone in that room has a reason to like them, has yeah. a reason to go for Yago. Yeah. And they'll have they'll have one over at least, what, 250, 300 people? Yeah, for so sure. So they're going to be down there cheering oh, him and on. And then everyone else who listens they... to your potty. Yeah. And that's what I said to you this morning. 100%. Mate, it made me like them. Make sure you don't interview all the Brazos yeah. because then I'll end up liking them. And I, I don't want that. So <laughs> mate, don't get any more Brazo guests on. You might yeah. start going right in your fantasy league when you start picking a couple <laughs> of Brazilians, you know, mate. You know, Namu came fucking second in the world once, like a couple of years ago. Oh. Fantasy. He's a guru. Nice. Of course he does. Talk Who was about that to Kaipo or someone? Uh, no, year. that was in the WSL comp, the, mm. the big one. So Yeah, in the, over, in the whole world, number two. No, yeah. it was third. Third in the world. Oh, third? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I spoke to. Then he backed it up with like a fifteenth the year after. Wow! I Not spoke. To, I spoke to Ryan Pamo the Fuzz who won it last year. Yeah, he received our prize and he was very grateful oh, yeah. for that. He him some beers and some some cheeky monkeys. Still waiting for his uh, Corey surfboard from Lipped. Is he? <laughs> no, it took. I said. I said three years to get nah, his. Nah, it wasn't that long. <laughs> Shout out to Corey Russell, a fucking legend. Mate, how mm. good is Lips, and the boys at Lips? Obviously, right. you listen to them. Like, Fantastic. Yeah, I love you guys for pure. Australian surf culture mm. and that culture that we've just been banging on about yeah. and embodying the Aussie larrikin spirit. And then I just fucking love Lipped for their professional contest-driven content oh, and mate, analysis. I, I think Australian so surf podcasting so is fucking insane. Like the Lipped guys are incredible. Yeah. I like mean, to the point so where good. the WSL were like, oh, Cahill, what, what's, what's the deal with oh, this no. guy? No, oh, his spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How good was that? It was so good. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's a healthy environment. It's so cool. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm a frother. I what just, what I other say. Aussie surf podcasts do you listen to or, or oh, recommend? Um, well, actually, like, uh, there's the Ball and All podcast in Lennox Head, which I was telling oh, you yeah. about. That's, that's kind of um, like, that's Woody. sporting Is show. That Woody? Yeah. Woody, the yeah, two-time ISA World Junior Champ. Who for like 10 years on the WQS had his name officially down as James Taipan Taipan, Woods. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember Which that. Which is hilarious. Yeah, I, remember, I remember hanging with him once yeah. or twice in WA. But, um, he seems yeah. like an absolute joker Oh, in, he's, a, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, he's completely mad. But, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, Lipped and you guys and, like, it's just – I just like – I like I really, like, enjoy that sort of um, connection to local – the local area and – regional sort of podcasting as well because like that's one of the great things about lipped and wa is i get to uh sorry lipped and barreled is i get to tap into victorian culture and a bit of west oz culture and it just helps me understand like you know what's going on in those places because even though lipped is uh obviously talking a lot about the world tour you still get such a good flavor from where those guys are at what matters to them that like, victorian the connection, yeah, yeah. like the, the, who the shapers are who was doing this and that and I mean, you guys take that to a whole another level because you get so many fucking call all the time from down this region. I was saying to both of you, like that Cats episode, uh, it's one of the fucking best listens I've ever had because I was just part like, one of I was the worst part hangovers of his, I've ever had. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just like part of his journey for a, a, a lot of that time, you know. I ran him on a couple of covers and uh, had him in the Bicycle movie, obviously. And yeah. he was just – oh, and Dope Youth, fuck, Dope which youth, was crazy. Yeah. And um, – yeah, I just I just loved hearing his voice, tapping into those stories, hearing things that I didn't know would happen on some of those trips, and yeah. oh, it's just sick, man. And Mate. yeah, I, I just think that you guys and Liv, you know, without sort of going too meta about talking about podcasts on a podcast, but. <clears throat> it's a we really important thing. And We're it's, constantly it's, referencing Lipped and you guys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're, you're two of our main sources of of surfing news. Yeah. So we got no issue about rehashing. Mate, every single week I listen to Lipped. Um, yeah. Hey, that's well. I actually don't mind uh, the one with Mikey Cimarella. Is it Cimarella? Oh, that, the stab, the stab yeah, one? Yeah, I've that got some good, good, um, good news. Snake's, with, um, Snake's been on there a little bit lately. And oh, yeah, Stace. Snake yeah. and Stace doing, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. doing the... Uh, yeah, whatever it What's is. that one called? It's, uh, well, one's the, the drop, drop and then one's... Yes, yeah, one of the stab yeah. podcasts. They've sort of got... yeah. They're so but good. he's yeah, such a great. I could listen to Snake mind. talk pro surfing Same all day, yep. every day. He's just so, so deep in a day. And yeah, I said to him, mate. Um, I messaged him the other day. Fucking love your work with Stace, but 
come back to the shed yeah, quarters. Come on, mate. He's been in the shed quarters a couple of <laughs> times. What are you fucking doing over there? By the same token, I don't think uh, Vaughny's about to join us and uh, hang up his gloves with ATS. So uh, <laughs> it's just a free-for-all mate, fucking, fucking podcast orgies. If I'm there, here, it? I'll come into the shed quarters anytime. I fucking love no, this Mate, joint. you are welcome anytime, oh, obviously. So stoked. Got plenty of mates in the area, no yeah. doubt. Mate, Sammy Tucker from the board store. Mm. was uh, offering – he pretty much just put his shop on the line for you last night and said, there's a big swell coming. You're like, oh, I don't have a board. He's like, just come in and take whatever you yeah. want. So, wow. Man, yeah. Sammy Tucker. Uh, oh, for, uh, on, board on store. lend. Just lend for yeah, the swell, yeah. you know. But, uh, mate, you've got plenty of mates down here and plenty of places to stay Jeez, and wetsuits and boards. Yeah. Mate, we're more than happy feels, to – Feels good. We've I'll, been extending the hospitality for a while, but uh, we're just glad that we can finally uh, – t- you, you can take us up on a Jeez, bit. You know? Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Good to be here. Now, before we, we – we're not going to wrap up just yet. By this, by the time this comes out, the movie premieres will probably be done. But you got the – we did talk about it last week via Zoom. The, yeah. The greatest surf movie in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Cannot wait to Far check out, this man. out. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to tell you that we haven't really covered, but – um, <laughs> Yeah. Because we have just released that little Zoom one we did. Yeah, that's already cool. Out there. Yeah, I mean, yep. Nick, you know, Nick is uh, – he's been deep in that sort of top end of, of – uh, you know, the elite surfing world for a long time. He, he's been on search trips with Fanning and Mason. In, in what context? Like as a filmer? As a filmer, yeah. yeah. But he's a he's, he was a pro junior in the same age group as Wilco and his cousin is Darren O'Rafferty. And oh, so yeah. he's he's like a, always been in and around that top level uh, since, you know, since they were all juniors. And then as, as it happens, you grow up with them all and they become superstars. And so he's tight with them all. And, um, yeah, so he was able to just sort of like tap into sort of this, I guess, I'm going to say trust, <laughs> this sort of faith that he was <laughs> going to do the right thing by everyone. And I think he's just shit all over him and just brought out <laughs> this absolute crazy, crazy movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, nah, it's not really like that. It's, it's, it's cool that the surfers uh, that are in this film, as elite as they are, were able to actually let it all hang out. Like to me, that's the ultimate fucking. Um, oh, it's it's the ultimate compliment to the to the actual process of making this thing because, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it, it's it's probably the thing that I kind of have been picking up on now that it's coming out is that I've realised that the way that surfing is is sold to people and the way that we're sort of told to the way we're sort of told to understand what surfing is or whatever is actually a long way from what it actually is, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like we're all sitting here just chatting away and car park banter and all that is actually a long way from this glossy, perfect corpo world that yeah. you know, that surfing yeah. is presented as. Yeah. Whereas the wazzle, this, the wazzle sort of situation, um, you know, with Elo and all the rest of I it. I just don't have the wazzles to blame. Like the wazzle is a, a an organisation and a high level sport that's trying to be taken seriously. Like that's fine. Like there's yeah. there's so much space in surfing for that to be them. Yeah, it's just everything else. Like where is if you're not doing a local sort of uh, community podcast where you're just talking to everyone who you know, then it seems like surfing is just being presented as this. Fucking, I don't know, like a, it's almost like a Woolworths or something. Yeah. You know? It's that real so, generic sort of. So generic. Like a uh, good looking, muscly dude yeah. strutting around Bali and with I his don't even know. Like, oh, you know, like. Don't even star me with that but then shit. you get some guy like from Esperance who's surfed his whole life yeah. with sharks and 
doesn't even tell anyone where he's going or and, and he's just like that guy is more surfing than than anyone but by the same token like you can still they're two worlds apart and they can both exist side by side i think that's what you're saying about the wazzle like yeah. it's got its space and it can do yeah, man. It, and like hating what it is is just as useless as not watching it like yeah. i mean i yeah. mean you do have the choice you don't have to watch it you don't no, have to blame right. them for the way that surf culture's it's gone free like it's just I, I don't know how this happened or why it happened but it definitely feels like people are angry about where surfing's at. Like most people look at the industry, for example, and they go, fucking, you've lost it. You've, you've yeah. completely lost your minds. I don't know. This doesn't represent me. It doesn't represent who I am. It doesn't represent my community. Yeah. The life that I've de dedicated yeah, to it yeah. doesn't represent it. And I think that maybe the reason why this movie is a bit shocking is because you've got all the surfers who are kind of benefiting from that that world that people don't relate to just being back in there, back in that space. Yeah, right. So it's a bit shocking. Sick. But other than that, it's just a stupid movie that's completely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. There's a big commitment by that guy, Nick, like the amount of like yeah. time he's dedicated to that stop motion stuff just in just his shed years, or whatever. Right? Like three years. Big commitment. So I hope he gets some reward for it, yeah. you know, some financial reward as well as um, personal like, satisfaction. But I feel like this will be a slow burner, eh, boys? I reckon yeah. it'll be like one of those ones like like Dope Youth when it came out, people liked it. Yeah. But then like five, ten years later, people loved it. Yeah, right. So it might have a bit of that going on. Yeah, it's got that sort of cultural relevance. Uh, maybe going we back should now, hasn't it? Uh, have a quick piss break and I'd like to maybe – talk about those dvds that you started banging out on the front of yes, magazines because that was a pivotal point in in surf media wasn't it yeah it was huge it all was right well let's press pause and we'll come back shortly all right and we're back on this uh mix up barreled surf podcast versus ain't that's well <laughs> fucking that's what they used to do in the in the uh, old rap days they put verses in there did is they? that what it was i thought I think yeah. so it was barreled x yeah. ATS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Excellent. Mate, um, I'm hell time in the shed. Yeah, mate. So stoked to hear. Um, we were just before the break talking about how, um, uh, like, you were in the mags at that mm. era when when it went from, you know, like, v well, obviously it started in cinemas and then it went to VHS, which was pretty fucking handy and yeah. everyone was frothing on that, but pretty bulky to be strapping one of them on the fucking front of a cover. Yeah. Then DVDs came along yeah. and next minute, there's fucking, you're getting a free fucking movie with yeah. your magazine. How did all that come about? Um, it was pretty much uh, Sam McIntosh who started Stab. He and Nathan Webster wanted to somehow get a movie on the front of a mag. Uh, we were at Waves at the time. And yeah, mate, it just, they, they were like, let's do an Indo trip. Let's take all our mates. And they organised it and we did Seven Slaves. Seven, seven days, days, Seven, seven slaves. slaves. Yep. With, uh, so Nerds, Aussie, Dan Malloy, Hoyo, Luke Hitchings. Two West Aussies. Two West Aussies, TB, of course. Yep. And um, Jake Pato. Jake Pato. And fuck, it was like the sickest fun. Like seven days. Yeah, it never really got anything too hectic, but just so much fun. And that was a VHS. Oh, was it? That was a VHS. Oh, so you did strap a couple oh, yeah, of VHS mate, to the front. Clunky, Fucking beast. <laughs> How did that go with um, fucking transportation and packaging uh, and uh, distribution? Did it bump the price up? It or? bumped everything up, but it sold 35,000 copies, which at that time was humongous. Like, what, what, what would you sell before that on average, roughly? So tracks that it's in its absolute prime, I think, was selling around that, 
about 35. Right. And um, waves never really It's not came actually close. that many. Like, it's not that many. Well, I mean, it is, but it isn't like I would, if you'd ask me, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I don't know, like 200,000. Like, how many surfers are in Aussie? Didn't everyone buy yeah, it? Yeah, you know? I mean, like, I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that tracks. Biggest ever selling issue. The biggest selling tracks, I think, of all time is that one with the huge great white on the cover. Really? Yeah, you know, the, oh, with the mouth yeah, open I remember that stuff. one. Um, yep. Sean O will, will tell you or not, but that might have sold about 40,000. I think they upped the print run for it. Yeah, right. But, yeah, that waves in Australia and New Zealand, uh, Seven Slaves went so ballistic, man. It was, uh, it was a huge hit and it was the very first ever in the world movie you could buy on the front of a magazine was it and yeah we created a monster <laughs> just because then it was Everyone. like mate from from that point on it's like if my mag doesn't have a movie yeah i'm, I'm fucking gonna buy the one next to it that does exactly and yeah. some of them were so shit yeah but, it's, but they still got your money yeah you know, well, like, i mean the good thing was we were only doing one a year and oh, for the first four years they was excellent yeah they we were had, epic uh, we had and they're all video cassettes bicycle came next that was a video was it still vhs yep vhs and wow. then because i wanna was a VHS and then Doped Youth was still a VHS. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was a white wow. VHS actually. What? Yeah, okay. we went fucking crazy, man. <laughs> and um, But yeah, it was cool because we had a uh, – I'm pretty sure every single one of those films had West Oz surfers in them yeah, and okay. um, often the West Oz surfers were the best surfers. Yeah, of course them. they fucking were. Yeah, I like right. the way you're buttering up to the fucking local audience here. Oh, well, well TV, TV and Seven Slaves, like that movie yeah. made Ozzy right. Like oh, he, that's, I was about to say he, that put he, him on the map. Yeah, he like, was, no one had really seen multiple airs into cutbacks, into airs, into barrels. Yeah, into was, he was just going But ham, then TV is just going fucking so vert, so fast, so, so upside down. Crisp as well. Whipping those snaps yeah. like <laughs> absolute <laughs> maniac. Yeah, just whipping them. And, um, yeah, man, they were just – they were sick projects. But, yeah, like it was on the back of those that probably like, you know, Dion Aegis and Nick uh, – sorry, Dion and Kai Neville, uh, they started making little videos for Surf and Life. They got employed to make one every three months, I think. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, like far out, crew just started doing it over and over to the point where, yeah, it wasn't that special anymore. But yeah. Yeah, I think those first four Waves movies are pretty sick. They, they set were, a pretty high standard. Pretty and, iconic, yeah. yeah. Oh, must have been but a good dope, time. Dope Youth it. was like – Dope Youth was the first time that I think we started to just break away from that Taylor Steele formula. Yeah, Sur- surf porn. Just put the music yeah. to the surfing and we don't even have to think about it. And yeah. then with Dope Youth, we we decided to ramp up the, the – the, I don't know, fuck, what would you call it? Like, it was just mad wax, basically. We just yeah, took just that put a bit, blueprint. bit of story back in, yeah. Put a bit of story back in and... Which which funny. is, which can be dangerous. Like, it can be hit and miss. It can either make you want to watch it more times or it can make you only want to watch it once, you know? like Exactly. Whereas, man. you know, with the <clears throat> the standard blueprint of just surfing and music, like, you, as long as it's sick, you're, you're always going to watch it. Yeah. There's no, there's no risk element there, right? Exactly, but, man. But then, like, mad wax... You fucking love watching it over and over because it's oh. just such a funny story. So, well, it's just weird, eh? Yeah. Like, I, and dope youth, mate. You you nailed it. It was it was yeah. funny. Like it was, and yeah. then you know having the characters all hammered up and stuff. It was pretty killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like, uh, it, you know, like dope youth. Uh, I've told this story many times, but Cato's carrier. Uh, hang on, no, Dean Morrison. His character was written for Taj, so Taj really? was meant to be Ricky Sick, like you know, Playboy. Waking up with six chicks in bed and yeah, you know all that. And then um, Nathan Webster was actually meant to be Cato. Oh right. Originally, when we wrote it, it was just going to be a Northern Beaches movie. But 
TB and um, nudes pulled out last second for some reason. I don't know why. And then um, and then we had to just fill those spots like overnight because we were going to start shooting the next day. And I rang yeah. uh, Cato and I said, mate, you got to got to come and be in this movie. And he just flew straight over. Sick. And it was mental. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. First transgender in a, a <laughs> With his glove on, I remember the glove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And it was kind of nice. And a young Jay Davies was in it, wasn't he? Did, was he, did he? Oh, I don't think so. Wasn't I think, he? Uh, I think, um, nah, nah. Dope Youth was uh, uh, before his time. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah, right. But yeah, got definitely um, sort of found its little place in surf culture. And oh, definitely. You yeah. know, I talked to Credo about. I, I reckon I've still got a copy in there. Yeah, I've, I've, I've still, I kept a VHS uh, player. Like, mate, it's not hooked up to anything, but it, it is. Mm. I've got a whole bunch of old VHS movies and yeah. i just kept that play there just in case one day i want to pull it out and play it at least i can because otherwise if you chuck it out like i'm sure you, oh, maybe you can buy them but yeah pretty fucking it'd be hard to come by them i reckon nah, man, well, it's so, so weird like i fully just feel so psyched and stoked on dope youth now like it's yeah. just it fully had a huge impact like i talk to creed about it all the time he loves it he's yeah, just right. like man that was my fucking jam and yeah yeah i think that because it was more than just the surf like you know just the surf porn thing like it gives kids just a chance to sort of really sink into storytelling and stuff is what you love when you're a grom. You know, you get stories read to you when you go to bed at night. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah. And so, like, you just you tap in some sort of primal little thing that makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And I mean, you get you get the froth off the surfing, which is obviously primary. Yeah. But then to you see this guy that you've only seen surfing and you idolise for that being a funny fucker. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this guy's cool. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's a good feeling for yeah. sure, man. For sure. Sick. Um, mate, let's get back into, I mean, you've been on so many podcasts and your own one and, 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 and so many, like you've been involved in so much media, but you are a core surfer yourself. You're a lifelong surfer yourself. So that's sort of, uh, mm. what I really wanted to focus on yeah. today is to mate the, the surfer behind Vaughn Blakey, you know? Mm. So let's ask a few more pe- personal questions right about, uh, about your surfing life, mate. Um, oh, where should we go with this one? What's the fucking worst surf trip you've ever been on? Like, I, I oh, guess a lot of your surf. So easy. Is I, it? I love it when someone says that because then I know it's yeah. a good one. All right, I uh, I've got two, but the one that was the worst, it was the best, but it was the worst. Was um, yep. me and Ozzy and Cowboy, who's all like the goons, basically minus our goons of doom. Yeah. Yep. We um, were in California and we decided to go to Porto. Porto Escondido. We were just like, let's go. Mexico. And we got down there and we're on the plane and we're landing in Porto, which is the airport's right behind the break. Like, yeah, it's pretty right close. There. Yeah, you can see it. And as we're landing, it was like, fuck, I don't know, 15 foot, oh. like humongous offshore, crazy looking. So and we scary. landed and we're just like, no, we go into our hotel. We're on the top floor looking straight down on it. And the hotel was kind of like a bit rando. Like looked nice from the outside, but inside was kind of gutted and strange. And we um we're just looking at these huge waves, and we're just like, whoa, it might just be a bit beyond us first surf, you know? Fuck yeah! So we um we went up to La Punta, and it was firing. It was actually firing, and um John John Florence and uh, Nathan and Ivan were there, and like John John was maybe ten. Yeah, right. And Alex, their mum was there, and the first thing that happened was we were running up the beach, and Alex. Yeah, like I don't know if you've been there, but there's a big yeah, rock that sort of sticks out of the the middle of the halfway down La Punta, La Punta. Yeah, and she just surfed straight into it, right oh, in front of us. No way, four or five foot, <laughs> and just got 
flogged so badly. Like she was just covered in cuts and blood and she wow. kind of like washed around it and we pulled her out of the water and me and Ozzy were there and she's lying there in this like full concussed state and she's wow. just going, take care of my boys. Take oh, care what? Of my boys. Like, she thought like, she was going to die. Oh, mate. Well, she was in Far bad out. And, Jeez. Because um, the funny thing about La Punta is it's actually a fucking sick wave. Oh, I mean, the sand lines up. It's like 300 metres long. Yeah. It's 10 if, foot. If it's barreling. Like, you want to see footage of that. Yeah. actual swell like yeah. the one I'm talking about and how good it was you can check out Glass Love by Andrew, Andrew Kidman, Kidman. Yeah, and right. that session is in is Glass it? Love Aussie oh, I must Aussie. have seen it because I've got it in there yeah DVD. check it out it's, okay, uh, it's like it's fucking but it just gets so overlooked because oh. the biggest behemoth barreling beach break in the world is right, right there, there. Yeah. and it's like oh La Punta it's gay and I'm like looking at it going fuck it's sick yep. so like, that's that we so got what, so what happened? It's what happened pumping. to her mum? What, what happened to the well, children? She mom? got taken to hospital. So yeah. we put her in a uh, like a truck or something, and we were keen to surf. So we just brushed up <laughs> <laughs> and we went surfing, and um, the surf was pumping, and I was just having a shocker, mate. Like I was just going, "What is wrong with me?" I just oh. couldn't surf. I fucking was just getting caught in the rib and falling off, and just weren't couldn't rin- do it. Weren't rinsing your corn, nah. No corn, dirty corn, seen. and yeah, filthy corn. Mexican bean dreads, yeah. just the whole thing, mate. <laughs> Full blown, just no rinse. And um, so we surfed for like three hours. Ozzy was having the time of his life. Cowboy yeah, was goofy ripping. footer, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we come in and we get back to the hotel. And by this stage, it's late Arvo, the wind's offshore, it's fucking enormous out at Porto. And I just was, I was so angry, I went, fuck it, I'm going out. Oh, so, really, just grabbed this board, didn't even think to paddle out up at the harbour, yeah. which is what you do. Which is what everyone huge. does, yeah. I just went, I'm going out, and Cowboy goes, I'll come with you. And did you, you have like eight six like every other fucker? No, nah, had a six fucking – Oh, mate, six, no chance. Ten or something. It was so yeah. dumb. So yeah, yeah. dumb, but yeah. so angry. <laughs> and I, I just went, fuck it, I'm going out. So I paddled out, no sets, just paddled out with dry hair. I had wow. a hair at the time, mate. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and this set comes, and this big fucking left, and I just took off on it. And just nosedived instantly because I was fucking eggy. And my board underwater just fucking speared me in the foot. And just, I don't know what happened. I got this fin chop across the top of my foot. And I came in and I just, I was like reaching down going, oh no, what have I done? Like it just yeah. felt like fingers. It actually in. felt like the nose of my board had just gone straight through oh, my foot. But gnarly. I couldn't feel it or anything. I was just screaming. I got into the sand, like sort of washed in, which was lucky because sometimes it keeps you in that cycle. Yeah. And a cowboy runs down the beach and my foot just has this – it had busted a blood vessel under my foot but it hadn't cut the skin. Oh, wow. So my foot had this blood blister that kind of looked like a Coke can like sitting up off it. And this dude, lifeguard, runs down. He's just shoving his thumbs into it. And I was oh, going, what? this is the heaviest. <laughs> anyway, uh, the boys piggyback me up to our hotel room. And I'm just lying in bed in pure agony, like psychotic pain. And I just, no one came to see me, no nothing. No nothing. And Aussie and Cowboy, meanwhile, he's come in. It's just too big to surf. So they're like, they've gone back to their room. And while we were down the beach – their room had been robbed. Oh, so they no. had lost their passports, <laughs> their wallets and everything. And so basically, man, for the next 10 days, I'm lying in this hotel room with, where I can see the beach. Oh. 
I've got no fucking sweaty concrete yeah, bunker. No concrete doubt. bunker, no air yeah. con, no, not even fly screens on the windows. Oh, fuck. And I'm just lying there with this foot that like if I roll over in the middle of the night and it fell off the pillow that it was on, it would yeah. just blow up like a balloon oh, instantly. Fuck. Like crazy, crazy <laughs> skits energy. And meanwhile, these two were surfing all day long because the surf oh, was absolutely man. firing. Coming back to my room going, hey, can we borrow some money? Because <laughs> they've got no money. Yeah. Going out all night, coming back at three in the morning with fucking dilated pupils. just going, dip, 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 talking at me. I was just going, this is the worst. Those 10 days I put up with it. In the end, I just had to gaffer tape my foot. I was just going, I fucking, I can't move. Like I, wow. I had to wait for those guys to come home before I could take shit because I couldn't really get to the bathroom wow. myself. And the funniest thing of all was that... <laughs> I was going so stir crazy, man, and I had no books. I had nothing to read. I was just an ad, and so I started reading the Bible because no, it was in the, oh, no way, no was, internet. It was in the um the yeah the, the old by the drawer yeah in the, the bedside table. And so they're coming home. This is like day seven. You know, I just haven't moved. I'm lying in my own sweat. I'm starting to get bed sores and stuff. Yeah, I'm in pain. They're coming back and they're going, oh, hey, uh, can we borrow some money? I'm like, hey, man. Have you heard about Jesus, bro? Oh, no, like mate. Like, fully going stir crazy. Oh, that's hectic. Yeah. I was like, lucky, fuck. lucky you managed to come out of that mate, tunnel. I, was I mean, that could have been, it, it could have been, you could have ended up, mate, they, they, I mean, they love the religion down there in Mexico. Yeah. You could have easily have joined the local parish. Pretty you know? on. And then I got a fucking crucifix tattoo. Oh, he did too. He just pulled up his shirt. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and recently I got uh, a twisted bowel and I can I had see to that big scar there, and they yeah. cut the crucifix right down the middle because I think somewhere in the universe they just knew that my belief in the Bible and the teachings of Jesus just was waned. A flippant little moment. <laughs> <laughs> but that was heavy, man, just because yeah. like, they were having the time of their lives and I was just, yeah. I was properly tripping, eh? Tripping, wow. man. Situation. That surf trip ended up being okay because once I taped my foot up, and it couldn't expand. It didn't hurt anymore. Right. So it was weird. I kind of just fluked my way through the injury. And then I got to surf proper pump and waves, surf barra before the search comp went Did there you? and all that. Sick. Fuck, it was so good. How good is those waves? It was a good, good journey, man. But yeah, two two takeaways from that was like, uh, yeah, uh, I wasn't, <laughs> I really enjoyed the Bible for a, a hot <laughs> second. And uh, the other thing was, yeah, it could have actually, me and Ozzy could have ended up being John John's. Uh, Godfather's in a weird sort of roundabout way. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's pretty hectic. When she's saying, "Look after my sons," yeah. that's some well, heavy, was heavy work. We had an yeah. awesome time, and I was watching John John a lot of those days where I was lying in bed. I could see him towing Porto, huge Porto, with really Coco Nogales when he was like ten years old. Wow, and that's mate, insane! You could see what was coming. Eh? It's, it's such hectic. a heavy, heavy wave, and he was break. getting drained. Ten really? years old, yeah, Crazy. proper. Have that's you sick. talked to him about that since? Um, like, do you, I feel like I have. I, I don't know. Helping his mum yeah. that. You, I mean, you you probably had a fair few interactions actually, with him um, over the years, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, but yeah. I've seen uh, Nathan a lot and he remembers it really clearly. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I see Alex a lot. She's a legend. Yeah, cool. cool. So, mate, everyone loves a good uh, worst trip. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me. Um, I'm sure they they always seem better than the ones where everyone gets the hell fucking trip. And yeah. uh, same same deal with the wipeout. So it was, was that the worst wipeout you've ever had in your life, or uh, is there something that topped it? Either either through mm. fear or injury. Yeah, the worst uh, wipeout. The worst wipeout I ever ever had was when I headbutted the sand when I was like 14. Oh really? I got a big bald patch and. Oh, it's still there two now. Two black eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how bad it was, mate. <laughs> that is bad. Um, but I, I, that was. Where like, was that? 
just at home. I just jumped off a wave and headbutted the sand. Like, we were one of those horrible, freaky accidents. And yeah, right. And couldn't walk for a week and fucking had to go to a chiro. I don't Do, know. It's awful. But. I mean, maybe back then it might have been a bit early. But when you wipe out, when you wipe out, like, frontwards, mm. do you put your hands down? Do you dive? Or? Yeah, so in the that was and, the and last did you time I ever did that. I try to just pin drop these days or, or go onto a shoulder. Like, I don't yeah. know why, but I – that was when I was young and just wasn't really thinking, just dived head first off of in a tube. Yeah, right. And just missed, like, you know, when that shock wave hits and you it bottoms out? Yeah. I just went crack and oh, it was awful. But lucky, Yeah, lucky you didn't. But that was uh, break your neck. Yeah. the scaredest I've ever been in the surf ever was the, in that Fiji swell. Is it? Caught inside by that heel. Yeah, set. right. Tell us about that. Uh, that was, was the just, when the comp was on and yeah. then it got called off. and Yeah. 2012 yeah. and the comp gets called off. Biggest cloud break ever. I was just ever. sitting in a boat watching and Healy. Why, why were you there initially? I was commentating. commentating oh, were you? The, like for the whistle? Yeah. For, or well, beach it commentary? It wasn't the then. It was um, each, each uh, event had its own. Each event, if it was a Vulcan event, Vulcan would hire their own broadcaster. Oh, yeah, right. Billabong, same. Rip Curl, Quicksilver. Really? They all the had a whole their own. broadcasting team, not just commentators, like cameras, everything. Everyone. Yeah, right. Yep. You'd hire your Fuck, own. That's complicated, man. Yeah, that's why they tried to streamline it when the Wazzle yeah. took over. Yeah, but, yeah. So, yeah, like I got hired to do the Vulcan one. And um, yeah, they called it off. And I just was watching it all day long. And I was just like, fuck, it looks so perfect. Like I haven't seen a single closeout. I haven't seen anyone. No waves have sectioned off, like nothing. Right. And Healy jumped onto the boat that I was on to uh, get a snack or something. And he just goes, I just went, hey, man, like, is it the most perfect you've ever seen it out there? Like, it looks like fucking I could paddle out and have a look. And he goes, do it, man. It is absolutely perfect. There's not a drop of water out of place. I haven't seen a single wave section off yet. Yeah, right. And if you watch the footage, yeah, it's there's not a wave that doesn't perfectly – hit that reef on the exact precise angle. So I just – there was a guy called Nick on the boat I was on and he'd been out there and I said, oh, man, do you reckon I can paddle out? I had cargo shorts on, you know, with fucking huge side <laughs> pockets. Just fucking water parachutes. I wasn't going to catch a wave. I was just like wanted to feel the energy of it. Yeah. And so I jumped over. I paddled over to where Ace Barkin what and sort, CJ What board Hopkins. did you have? 7-7. Seven, seven. It was such a nice Okay, so one. it was actually almost – Something almost, I but think not really. CJ and that were on something similar, yeah. But, yeah, but it's CJ, yeah. So yeah. I paddled over that peak where him and Pat get ask us, like they were sitting on the inside bit, oh, yeah. And then the, the third ledge, which is way, way out, that's where all the 10 like, footers were, the, the 10 foot boards, were. yeah, yeah, the Healy's and all that. And um, who else was there? Yaden and um, Josh Kerr was out there, and we were just sort of sitting around and we we're all this fucking dinner plate eyes just going this is crazy and yeah and just sure enough that set came and and mate it was the fucking scariest thing i have ever seen in my life like <laughs> i've never seen ocean from like all the photos from the boats are obviously looking into it yeah but from where we were looking out into the ocean like and into the channel back towards tavi and where all the boats were like it was Launch, like lifting out of the ocean over there. Yeah, in so 200 it meter looked like deep no channel. Escape. It just yeah. looked like this, this monstrous great big Grand Canyon lifting. Crazy. And uh, dark blue. And um, yeah, for I'd say for about, oh, geez, fuck, 30 seconds where, or, or 45 seconds or whenever it sort of started to lurch, it, it, as you came to the top of the first one, 
I was looking in at it, barreling, and then as that, you know, that feeling. Yeah. You get to the top of the first one, the second one's fucking twice as big. Yeah, yeah. You've seen it through the mist. And, man, the, you, you can see the footage of me paddling and my legs are kicking like <laughs> fucking. Uh, on the gear. Oh, mate, like fucking Maradona just after he snorted <laughs> half a sideline. Just like <laughs> just full-blown panic stations. And, like, once I got to the bottom of it, you, you just, you know you're safe, like, you, you know waves well enough to know that you're yeah. okay because yeah. I was I was well out like I wasn't yeah. inside where Healy was obviously yeah but um just feeling that thing go under you was so insane man wow like, and that's that <laughs> iconic photo with Mark Healy's yeah. board if you fucking, look at the bottom left corner of that photo you'll see me like wicked. a big trail of fucking and did you catch any wave that day. No, I turned did, around, did you, did I you turned around for a couple and just or? made a move for one to see how it would feel. Yeah. Like I, I actually didn't hit it with any com- conviction. Yeah, but yeah. I turned around and I just sort of like just went, have I'll a just closer look, just get a feel for like yeah. what, what you know, where, where the momentum takes over of the wave kind of thing. Yeah, mate, terrifying. I was like, nah, no way. Yeah, Fucking way too scary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, sick. But it was a, it was a day of days, man, and probably the. Highlight of my surfing life, like a, a session where I didn't even catch a wave. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. So insane. Yeah. Proper adrenaline. Yeah. Unreal. And that night when I saw the photos, so that night I got back to the island and Vulcan were fucking furious at me because I didn't know that they'd kept the uh, broadcast. Oh, right. So I just like <laughs> finished work. I went, comps off. I went, sweet. Yeah. Put tools down. Yeah. I went and jumped on another boat. Yeah. And they're like, dude, you could have been doing fucking interviews with everyone on the boat all day. Like, what the fuck? Why are we paying you? Like, all this sort of shit. And then I was like, felt like shit. And then uh, Andrew Christie goes, oh, look at this, and showed me the photo, and I just went, fuck. Yeah, job done. Who cares, mate? I'm I'm there. I'm in this little moment. Oh, mate, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's part of it, of being a genuine uh, person in that industry. It's like, mate, you're that genuine that, you just fucking had to get in the water for a look, you know, like that's what gives you the street cred in the first place. So it's sort of six of one, isn't it really? Yeah. But surfing like is just fuck, man. Like it's, I've got this thing with surfing at the moment where, and I was saying this on a podcast the other day, but it just, it just only has to be what you need it to be. It doesn't have to be anything else. And if it's not something or there's elements of it that you don't like, that's fine, man, because other people need it to be that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. your experience of surfing and what you want it to be, only needs to be what feels good to you. And yeah. if that's because, I don't know, if that's if that's because you need it to be a religious escape, fine. Yeah. If you need it to be something that you you deeply care about uh, and that helps to heal you or make you feel, you know, like a better person, fuck, no worries. Yeah. For me, it's purely about having fun meeting good people and frothing out when it's when it's on and yep that's what i want to share with people when i'm talking about it or making surf movies or whatever like i want to just get people as stoked as possible and remind them of how silly and ridiculous and how fun it can be (laughs) because um yeah all that other stuff there is always a place for it and there's a lot of that kind of storytelling and that sort of um that sort of messaging is everywhere Whereas I feel like what we're doing here, you and me having this conversation feels like a part of it that needs to exist as well. It's got to be silly and it's got to be stupid. Yeah. Just as much as it's got to be serious and it's got to be fucking treaded. There's got to be world titles and 
yeah, exactly. Yeah, comps it, and yeah, it can all exist. It doesn't it change our experience of surfing, man. And all those crew in Bali who are just learning and posting photos of themselves in speedos on soft tops on Instagram and for mate, sure. it's it's doing something for them too. And it's easy to look at them and go, oh fuck these crew, you know, like yeah, because that's not what we're about. But it it doesn't. Yeah. Who cares, man? And like, I don't whatever. care that people yeah. don't like the stuff that we make. Like you know, this yeah. movie that we we were just talking about, the greatest surf movie. Like people going to fucking hate it there's no question <laughs> but i'm not really making it for them i'm making yeah. it for all the people who will love it lee exactly yeah yeah, yeah for That's sure it, man. Nah, cool what about we had the worst surf trip ever which you know mm. is always uh is always the better one but uh i guess we've got to talk about the best surf trip mm. no one really wants to hear about how you just scored perfect waves and everything went fucking sweet and you fell ass over tit in the money and yeah. uh, but mate we've got to balance it out so what's the what's the uh, best surf trip the you've best ever been surf on? trip I ever had was just spending a full two thousand one after September eleven I was I was in the air flying to Europe I just left Waves Mag I was my life was going to be about travel and just yep. finding surfing I, all I wanted to do was surf I was going fucking spent my entire surfing life. Watching my friends and reporting on my friends getting tubed in the best waves around the world. Yep. I wanted to start doing that. So I left waves. It was 2001. I jumped on a plane to go to Europe for my first big fucking, you know, Euro adventure. And um, I'm on the plane. I land in London and fucking the Twin Towers had fallen over and everyone was just like the fucking airport was like a giant military zone. Wow. And I get to, um, I get to France and the tour's been cancelled, which was going to be my income, um, reporting on it for Transworld or something. Yep. And, mate, that winter in Europe, or that sort of, what is it, autumn, you know, yeah, summer yeah. Into, into winter, yeah, fucking cooked so hard. Like, the French beaches were just firing like you cannot believe. Really? Mandaka was fucking pumping out of its melon. Did you have a shining, sparkling, clean corn after? Mate, the did- corn got so rinsed it was platinum. It was just a pure, <laughs> full-blown rinse fest of just, yeah, a full gurn. Just <laughs> high pressure. Yeah, and uh, no one around because the tour had been cancelled. Yeah. Mick Campbell was there. Okay. And he uh, he actually broke his back out in Mundaka. It was did that he? shallow. The bank was... You know how like it was always cursed that com like you yeah get a couple all, of heats yeah and then well, the tide or something. it was yeah. breaking through high tide there was so oh, much wow. sand and right. it was just full blown reverse Kira sick and um I spent three months there and just that was the best trip of my life mate like it was just unbelievable how good those waves are like after years and years and years of full blown just tripping on how fun those beaches look in photos yeah it was waking up every day and I was staying with Sam Carrier who's like fuck you know Aussie expert he's so connected to the west like all his best friends are from here Jake and Ant and yep. um, uh, yeah like all the crew He's he connects with this joint so hard and I was living with him and Navarin Fox was there and mate all we did was play Kelly Slater Xbox at night and just yep. surf 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 all day and yeah, it was just amazing. There was just no one around, man, because uh, September 11 was a bit like COVID. It shut the whole world down for, yeah. for pretty much three or four months. Wow. And no one was traveling and we just got it all to ourselves. And yeah, it was insane. Mate, that's awesome. Bloody uh, sounds very good. Uh, I remember I remember once seeing an interview or something somewhere and, and they asked Tom Curran, like, what's the best wave in the world? And he just said, 
Mandaka because it's the best I've seen. Mm. So I'm not surprised to hear uh, that it was yeah. your best surf trip where one of our other guests also said that the best surf trip of his life was Mandaka in those days as well. Oh, look Here who it is. is. Special guests. Chris Bins has just entered the shed quarters. He's yeah. uh, Sorry, Binsy, but I, I told you a slap story right at the very start of the episode. I had to do it. <laughs> uh, classic. Oh, Namu's pulled that mic down. We could have just got Binsy straight on the mic there. Here we go. But, uh, where is it? Here a mic, aren't we? Well, yeah, so the slap story, mate, I, uh, I'm sorry I threw straight under a bus, but you did get me back. I, I did tell the whole story, not just my part of it. Yeah. Oh, your nose is still bleeding. <laughs> Hang on, where are you going? Yeah, so all of a sudden it's uh, – we're with Binzy. Binzy, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm, I'm well. I'm great. Yep, yeah. Good. Yep. It's, uh, mate, big big week for you, Margie's pro, for any West Aussie surfer, but someone in your position, there's, uh, there's shit flying everywhere, for want of better words, isn't there? Biggest – Two weeks of the year, absolutely. Yeah, sick. Most exciting two weeks of the year, especially given the forecast we've got coming up. Yeah, mate, Margie's um, always delivers, doesn't it? Not last like thing in the world I need to do is drive Vaughan to Perth I know, to go, go see a movie, but that's and what we're doing. Turn around and drive back. And then drive back down. I think I'm going to get up at Sparrows on Wednesday and try to be down here. You should do. The waves will be firing, so absolutely. I'm hoping we can go for a little team surf together. would be oh, pretty cool. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Um, mate, so you're about to, what, do beach commentary down yep. at the Margie's Pro? Mm -hmm. Have you got other little side gigs going on as well? Or Always got a few side gigs. Yeah, of course mate. you do. You know that? Yeah, <laughs> got the, uh, the, the Ultimate Surf movie. I should learn the name of it yeah, before I introduce yeah. it a couple of times. And then uh, also working on Corners of the Earth with Letty Mortensen and the boys off to the deepest, darkest corners of Russia. That's what? the Margaret River Heart as well. Oh right, a, a movie. It is a movie. Is that, that is that the one? Russia that while the Ukraine invasion was going. I know. On. Yeah, I've seen some clips about that. What's it called? Kamchuk or It's called Corners of the Earth. Oh, is it? Um, but it's come. There's a the the byline is something about Kamchatka. Yeah, in, yeah. In I thought it was something like that. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and they got there right as the Russians invaded Ukraine and it actually happened while they were in the air. Wow. Um, so they were faced with all this sort of crisis of conscience of how did it feel to be going on a surf trip in uh, a country that was at war. Yeah. Um, but if you have it, actually look at the map, Kamchatka, where they were surfing, is on the extreme east coast of Russia, and yeah. it was closer to Sydney, where they're from, than it was to Moscow. Is that right? Closer probably, to Sydney? Probably still is, yeah. to be honest. Well, yeah. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Unless Binzi. the bombing's gone a bit astray. <laughs> Could have moved some tectonic yeah, plates, you reckon, yeah. a few of those missiles, but uh, yeah, it's pretty isolated out there, isn't it? Far it's, out. It looks pretty incredible. intriguing. You've got to love to see... A movie like that because, I mean, how many times have we seen uh, a bunch of pros go to Mence on a boat trip and rip it up and get sick waves and that's all well and good, but uh, it's nice to see that other end of the spectrum of crew just absolutely backing an idea. Yeah, yes, And I it was know. expensive, right? I, like, I went on a surf trip to Iceland once, paddled out at Ollie's Point, which is the wave that Dane Reynolds surfed in sipping yep. jet streams, Yep, and there was about 10 other blokes in the lineup, every single one of them a pro surfer filming. Really? I was the only unsponsored guy out there. I couldn't get away. Oh, I was no expecting way. to surf with a bunch of <laughs> yeah. Icelandic Killer of whales. dudes on my level. <laughs> and instead I've got, you know, every Aritz and Nacho and uh. <laughs> bloody Noah Cohen from Canada and whoever yeah, else right. under the sun. Shit out. 
sitting on the inside of me. So next time you... So uh, maybe I'll have to go to the deepest, darkest corners of Russia to oh, stay mate, away Well, from once this movie all. comes out, it'll be packed. Oh, it'll be packed no, out there. No doubt. <laughs> cool cool <laughs> thing about that, that, they've already had one screening in Perth a couple of weeks ago. And there was a lady in the crowd who was from Kamchatka. And no she, way. She stood up and, um, you know, and obviously said, Russians. Fucking locals only. Uh, Russians <laughs> obviously aren't flavour of the she month. painted it on the rocks. <laughs> Ru- Russians obviously aren't flavour of the month at the moment. But no. when she introduced herself, the whole place stood up and gave her a big round of applause. Yeah, and, right. And sort of, um, yeah. Yeah. Just celebrated her being involved in coming along to the movie and yeah. she, she bloody oh, loved it. Well, mate, I'm sure that person as an individual don't think she was pressing any big red buttons yeah exactly you know fuck it's the way it is isn't it so yeah you know i met a couple in in bali when i was to see recently a couple of russians and you know everyone's like yeah fucking russians yeah it's hard to miss they're everywhere but i spoke to like one or two even though i was trying to give them stink eye because my wife's from the ukraine (laughs) but uh mate i mean it's obvious that they're they're not for it you know it's just these crazy politicians but we won't get into that there's a a, um there's a russian dude living in changu these days called nikita who's um sponsored up to the eyeballs absolutely rips does you know i'm sure he's doing the isas to try to get to the olympics and whatnot he's actually on the uh island brewing team so to promote a rival brew brew, that's all right there you go um so yeah, they're starting to shred now as well. Yeah. Hey, Adzi, I got to say, last time I saw you was fifteen hours ago yeah. at, at the river. I was sober as a judge. Is <laughs> that what you say? Sober <laughs> as a judge. Last night at um, <laughs> after the Swellians, and you, you just started. Well, we'd heard the Richie Myers stories about Jerome and not Jerome Big, Forrest, yeah. who no. won, <laughs> won the trials. Um, and then, then we were hearing about you know the ashes at Mainbrake Yales and yeah. And then there was another one about to kick off, and I was like, "I'm sober. I got to get all the way back to yelling." Yeah, you did well to put and up with it for that long. Little little smoke bomb, but it's great to see that 15 hours later, you haven't stopped talking. No, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> fucking I amazing. Think, yeah, I'm pretty sure I woke. And you're right up. next to Vaughn when <laughs> I left. <laughs> yeah, you still are. How did we get here? We've just just hit a. Uh, we just got a Jack Robertson fucking vortex shaman <laughs> transportation device from. From the pub, and, uh, and here we are in the shed quarters. Just didn't didn't even miss a beat. Just kept rolling. There you go. Yeah, no, it was a good night. But uh, I, I had to buy some butter menthols before we started today. The throat was a little raspy. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I'm not sure how that happened. You know it's, what I did today? It's what did a bit of a moment of pride for me, and I'd oh, like yeah. to think I t- took some inspiration from you. I walked into Chappie and ordered an eight o. Oh, did ya? Yeah. Nice. So Thruster or quad? S- see you out at main break. I'm, yeah. Uh, Sick. I'll be, I'll well, be one the of the season. guys caught inside underwater with you. <laughs> That's it. It's my favourite place. Uh, quad or thruster? Oh, we haven't got that far along okay. yet. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. That's all right. Well, it should be ready for um, next season anyway. <laughs> they won't help regardless <laughs> of what I've got on the back. Uh, classic. Well, um, mate, we know that you're about to go to Perth and you probably don't want to hang around too long. So you just tell us when we've got to shut this thing down. Okay. Um, well, it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, thanks for having us. Okay. Hey, well, mate, uh, awesome, one mate. of our little barreled podcast things that we do we probably should have given you a heads up but yeah. uh, the Steve Irwin salute oh, okay. to, what is this? Uh, well it's just anyone who's a fucking sick who deserves a double thumbs up you oh. know in honour of Steve Irwin yeah. so you can you can have a couple or whatever well, if who am I throwing Steve Irwin's salutes out to well yeah whoever oh, it's your call I'm certainly throwing one out for the barreled podcast oh come uh, on Nah, like I say, mate, like having a, a connection to local surf culture, local community, it's it's not just about sort of like telling those stories. It's It helps everyone feel like they're part of something bigger than just themselves and their own experience of surfing. And I think 
one thing I've seen in Lennox with the way that the Ball and All podcast has been able to support local community and young people and good mental health and good choices and just the way that it sort of wraps its arms around everyone and makes you feel like part of something, something important, you know, something that actually is important to people and makes you feel like you're a part of something really cool is to be commended. So big Steve Irwin to you, Blake. I'd like to give us Steve Irwin to me, mate, Binzy. Oh, Binzy. Because, uh, yeah, I fucking, I think, you know. For swimming a rot nest in his undies. That's that's worth a Steve Irwin, isn't it? To me, (laughs) like, I just can't believe that transformation. But you've just always been a good bloke, dude. You're You're a total champ. You're a full titan in the surf media industry and... I'm just so stoked to uh, be sharing this drive up to Perth with you. But sick, nah. Well done on all your, um, you know, good choices in the past few years, mate. Yeah, nice one. God knows you've made some poor ones. In the past. <laughs> and uh, hey, oh, what have you started? Mate, <laughs> yeah. I've always taken inspiration from you and uh, your favourite line of everything in moderation. Especially moderation. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I just want to give my Steve Irwin salute to. Uh, West Australian cricket legend Mitch Marsh. Ooh. Got married in Gracetown last week. Did he? And uh, walked into the Gracie store after a little bit of a lefties bash and saw Pat Cummins, the Aussie cr- cricketer, getting oh, yeah. a coffee. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is pretty good. And Mitch has uh, been hanging around Gracetown for, for a few years now and he loves getting down south and he loves surfing. And oh, does now he? Now he's married as well. And Sick. he's just a dead set he's legend. He's Steve Irwin, isn't he? So, Good on him. Oh, what a legend. Yeah. Yep. Son of Swampy. Absolute cricketing legend from Western Australia. Yeah. Yep. And so. the backbone of the uh, West Australian cricket team that's won all three trophies two years in a row. Two years in a row. Yeah. What Domination. A weapon. Yeah. No, well played, Binzy. Well played. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, now it's time to air your grievances, mates. Uh, the Clive Palmer Cup. You get to nominate anyone who's just been a Clive Palmer, and we all know <laughs> what he's like. So, yeah. <sighs> It's hard, man. I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about people I aren't impressed, not impressed with. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, you don't have to. You no, don't have to nominate. It's just not where my brain naturally goes. No. It's, well, it's weird. I, I a, lo- a lot of the time we actually, it's not a person. It's just like a something, thing? a thing. It can be a thing. Like right, well, like um, I've nominated the, the summer wins before has a Clive Palmer because they just piss me off because they're oh, fair enough. too strong okay. and fucking then they, they're too strong offshore you can't even surf and then it goes onshore in fucking 10 seconds later and yeah, it's yeah. Shit. it can be a person if you really want to have a crack at someone <laughs> just throw them under a bus fuck and fucking, Clive Palmer jeez mate it's weird I'm such a fucking positive I, I, well I wouldn't say positive I'm just just my brain tends to go towards froth rover yeah what, what do you call it Sour the opposite milk. of froth so, yeah yeah I literally can't think of anything negative. Okay. What Sorry, about Binzi? He's he's good at throwing. Yeah, can't be oh, you, You've got a few. I'll have no. a think about while you're getting yeah. yours. My, mine's not too negative and it's it's kind of funny, but my personal uh, Clive Palmer for the last few months has been I picked up a board in Bali uh, from an Aussie shaper who I've always got boards off and they've always been brilliant. And on after one surf, the thing looked like a golf ball. <laughs> And uh, the shaper was... And you've lost 10 kilos, so that's yeah, it's not yeah. you. And I, I mean. if anyone's seen me surf, it's the opposite of whatever heavy foot it is. <laughs> uh, you know, the rails stay dry at all times. <laughs> and, and the shaper was still in town and actually caused a bit of a uh, crisis and there was a meeting and everyone had a look at the board and um, they said, look, we'll swap it for you. But I'd paid $100 
for a Creatures of Leisure tail pad, which Ooh. is that's nothing against Creatures. That's how expensive all tail pads are. Everything in costs. Bali at the everything's moment. expensive. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. And I was like, well, I'm here for another week. If they give me a new board, I'm going to have to sling another 100 for another tailing. No. I was like, uh, and they said, nah, look, we know you, we love you. Why don't you just hang on to it and ride it into the ground? Right. So, no worries, you beauty. And uh, last week, and I, I've barely surfed it since then because the thing is absolutely. So, hold on. So they told you to hang on it right in, in the ground, what, with a refund or still a new well, board the, coming? You know, I kind of assumed they'd look after me. D- down, down the track. The track. Okay. And yep. uh, anyway, the thing's made of eggshells and talcum powder. And but, I mean, golf balls are aerodynamic. So, in, you know. No, sorry. Keep going. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Shit house. <laughs> so I'm surfing down at Umbies the other week and it was pretty glorious uh, despite being Good Friday, so it was a bit too crowded. Mate's out there. He's got this nice chili that I've been borrowing from time to time and I was like, oh, let's go aboard swap. And he's borrowed it. First wave I see him pull into a little two-footer and then he paddles back out and I was like, oh, how'd you go? And he just looked at me and his eyeballs were like dinner plates. Oh, no. He's like, mate, I don't know what just happened. And he slid my board back to me. It was creased in seven places. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, that's perfect, Clive, yeah. And uh, I got back in touch with the guys and I sent them a bit of an obituary saying, look, um, despite being born uh, made of... Chalk. Mate, they've obviously We shall remember the, f- the, remember the good times. <laughs> and I did have a little head dip on it at the wave pool that I had a decent shot yeah. of it. So I sent that through and then I said, but unfortunately it's gone to the big shaping bay in the sky. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, sent them the photo with the seven creases. No and way. They were like, just keep this offline. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not mentioning them. No, no, no. Um, and don't worry, no one listens to and, us anyway, Binzi. They only listen to this guy. And they're, they're <laughs> slinging me a new board that should turn up in, in the uh, uh, mail this week. And Sammy from the board store, like, <laughs> everyone knew last night. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate, but um, I know you hate us when we do this, but I'm, I'm using the board store as a post office this oh, week. Oh, so yeah. I'll, I'll make sure that I buy a block of wax to keep it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> buy a leggy string. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my Clive Palm reward – Long story, but yeah, anyone ever top creasing a board in seven places? That is good. No, that's impressive. Yeah. That's a good one, mate. I was just sitting there listening to you going, I've got nothing to Clive Palmer at the moment. I don't know why. And well, that's good. That's sure, a good I've thing got plenty of shit life. I'm angry about. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, I'm just in a good mood, mate. We yeah, had a yeah. great weekend. We had two good shows in Perth, ain't that swell? We got two yeah. good shows coming up with the greatest movie. surf movie in the universe. Same sort of vibe as uh, Corners of the Earth, you know, very serious documentary making. So it's amazing <laughs> to me that these two films can exist in the same time space, in the same cinemas almost. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty frothing. I just uh, – my Clive Palmer goes to anyone who sits there poo-pooing my movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. Yeah, that's nice. It. Mates, uh, all right, you guys do have to make your way to Perth. So one final question, the greatest question that anyone can ask a fellow oh, The greatest surfer. question in the universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> best tube ever, Vaughny. What, my best tube ever? Well, yeah, of course. It was during that exact uh, Euro swell. The Munducker thing. I was thing. there 2001 and um, we went and surfed Capriton one afternoon. I'd already had what I thought was the best tube in my life. And what's what's ever. Capriton? Is that a beach break or a little beach or a river? Yeah, or? it's sort of like you've got Hossegore on one side of this little is it it's a river mouth or something? And then you've got Capriton on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, Taco, yes, Yo, brother. Late edition. Yes. There goes and, your plans uh, for leaving a Perth. <laughs> Finzy. That morning I got this barrel at um Hossegore, just me and Carrier paddled out. 
big sweepy fucking crazy surf but once you got out there really clean and i just got this one that just chamber after chamber after chamber like the rip was so strong it was one of like full time traveler full vortex and yeah. i came in from that and i thought that is the best barrel of my life like no question i was just going fuck it just kept running and running like a kira one but even you know it's more surprising because it wasn't perfect kind of thing yeah and then that afternoon well, myself and Foxy and Carrier went to Capriton and it was bigger and more square and a bit more sort of stratty vibe, like less sweepy and running and more thick and angry teepees. And this set came through. It was pretty solid and Mickey Pecan was kind of on the outside of me and I was on this peak and I got this little chip shot into it and he was like staring at me with just full dagger eyes and I just somehow was like, nah, nah, please, like, just vibed him probably with just the intensity because I could see the fucking wedge that was down the beach. Yeah. And I just backed all this thing, man, and it was like fucking the most thunderous, thickest sand bottom, just fucking egg. Wicked. Right-hander? Right-hander, yeah. yeah and it's on it your was forehand. like backdooring like a full proper psychotic wedge. Sick. And the base of it was all crazy and it had a – the rail, outside rail on my board was under the shockwave where it was hitting. So it was sort of under that shockwave coming back up and it just put me in this perfect spot and it just spewed so fucking hard and I, I just can clearly remember the vision of it and I come flying out of it and I just remember because there's a car park above Capriton where heaps of crew just sit and drink their fucking little, what do you, what do you call it, from? Cafe Olay or whatever. They, like, I looked up at the hill and everyone was screaming, like just fucking doing the big punch in the skies. And I was like, awesome. going back out. And Mickey Picon just goes to me, like, fuck, bro. I knew that was the one. Like, you know, it, was just, <laughs> it was that Spanish. It didn't, didn't sound French, but yeah. 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 That, that was and is still the best barrel I've ever had. Like, awesome. full blown thunder, thundering, crazy beachy. Wow. And probably like a. Four foot chipping into an eight foot wedge. Oh, wow. Like real crazy. Sick. Awesome. That was my favorite. Well, mates, uh, yeah, that's, oh. yeah, mate, that's, I think that's a. Fucking hell, it was a hell talk up and going surfing. No, Woo! well, that's why we got you in I'm for. I'm myself the Clive Palmer after yeah, that one. No, Andy. well, mate, that's why we got you here because you're always talking up everyone else and we want to know who you are as a surfer, you know, like you're so well known in media and doing all this stuff. So, but like we said, you're a core surfer as well, same as all of us here. And, and it's nice to know those stories about you. So I told you last night, like, you don't have any guests to hide behind today like it's about all about you man so thanks, thanks for sharing Been a pleasure to be with here. us yeah mate thanks so much for coming in um mate it's an absolute tip of the hat doff of the cap i believe Big you guys doff. would to that thanks, you mate. that you know that us guys down here in the shed couple of average joes started up in honor of ain't that swell and now you're here to share some time some of your time with us we're so stoked uh, that you came in and, mate, and we're just so stoked that you provide Australian surfers with this amazing amount of Aussie culture that you guys generate. Like, thanks for your contribution to Australian surfing. That goes to Jed as well, obviously. And, uh, mate, up the fucking swelly. That's real kind of you, Adzi. Thanks, man. You. And uh, keep going yourself. I really appreciate those words. And, uh, yeah, hopefully there's plenty more fucking shit talk to come oh so much more shit i could we could i could just bang it at another four hours right now but binzy's giving us the evil eyes so we'll cut it short thanks for coming in see you mate